The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. 15, 64, 50, 80, 90, hey, hey! Hey, you guys. Oh, my God. And welcome to a very Brady podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Tack. And with me, as always, is the other host of the show, Jimmy Klein. Hello. Hello. Hey, hey, hey man. What's that? And on this podcast, we celebrate the iconic TV show, <laughs> The Brady Bunch. As we break down the bunch one episode at a time, we take the episode, we break it down. As you know, Heck Jimmy. Yeah. We, tie it, uh, we tie it on a clear... We tie it to a clear curtain and dangle it above trees so everyone can see it. And then, um, and we say it's a UFO. Mm-hmm. Wait, and then we report it. You know, you know, like for right. for listeners, whatever. Oh, heck yeah. We do that every week. <laughs> every week. And on today's episode, we take a look at season five, episode 16, entitled Out of This World. Yes. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do. The Brady Bunch is available to stream on Hulu, CBS All Access, Paramount Plus, and Amazon Prime. Whoo, man. So... How was your week? So, it was all right. It's fine. as wine kind of chatty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nice. What nice. about yours? Uh, yeah, just uh, normal. Nothing exciting, I don't think. I mean. You almost sound like Jay Leno there for a second. You know? <laughs> 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 it's like, all right. <sighs> so, so, today's Mother's Day. So, happy Mother's Day for everyone. Oh, crap. What? No, I'm teasing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, it is Mother's Day. No. No, it is Happy Mother's Day. Or it is Mother's Day. <laughs> yes, yes. So, like, um, listeners may or may not know, but both of our mothers are deceased. They passed away um, a few years they ago. Are, yeah. I lost mine in 2000. Well, we both lost them in 2014. Yeah, that's um, true. Two weeks apart from each other. Yep, two weeks apart, which is weird. It kind of bugs me when people are like, oh, you lost your mom? No, I know where she is. She's just, <laughs> well, she's just not alive well, you anymore. kind of know where she is. Yeah, well, that's true. My, my mom was scattered in the ocean. Yeah. yeah, That's true. But yeah, I, I know whereabouts she is. I just, you know, she's just not alive. <laughs> right. <clears throat> so I thought it'd be nice maybe to share a nice memory we have of our mothers. That's true. Yeah. Do you, uh, you have a nice memory of your mom? I would say, like, in a really strange sort of way, I think me and you look at death differently than a lot of other people do. Yeah. Um, so for look me, at it, it was like this. Like a little sideways. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, like, like one eye crooked. One eye half closed. Yeah. <laughs> um, for me, it's like the process of her passing away, you know, in a strange way, because she kind of coached me on how I was going to tell my kids and stuff. And and I don't know. It was just, I, I felt like I was closer to my mom when she died than I was any other time just because she confided in me and I took care of a lot of her medical decisions and stuff. So yeah. in a weird sort of way is when she died. Huh? Not so, in a ding dong. The witch is dead. Not in that kind of way. I just, God. just the process, the whole I don't process. I think anybody that was thinking through. that Jimmy. Okay. Well, you never know. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, this isn't going to be my answer, but I do, 
like my mom was sick for she died of lung cancer and so for the mm-hmm. past the last 15 months of her life i was basically unemployed and taking care of her every single day yep. and exactly. so <clears throat> i had to take her all her doctor's appointments which is i don't know if anybody knows but when you have cancer you have doctor's appointments every single day oh i know my father had <laughs> lung cancer yeah yeah mm-hmm. and so um we spent tons and tons of time together so yeah. for like yeah. a year and a half we spent every single day mm-hmm. together and and in a way, it was kind of nice to have that um, togetherness Seriously, before yeah. she passed. You know, um, yep. So it was it was interesting. It was different. And then, you know, when she did pass, it was like it was hard for me to really understand what happened. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's very undramatic. That's the biggest thing with me. Like when my dad died, it was very under. I remember telling you, like it was there was no music playing. There was no. <laughs> Like a nurse coming in, pounding on his chest. There was none of that. It's just very yeah. undramatic. So, yeah. Yeah. But as far as a memory, a uh, good memory of her is, it was just, I don't think it's, I don't think I can sum it up in just one one memory. But there was yeah. a lot of really good ones, like just growing up as a kid around her, because she was always like happy all the time. And she was always mm, singing yeah. all the time too. Like it got annoying. Like when you're a teenager and you're like, Hey mom, you just ask a simple question, but it sparks like a music lyric in her head. So she'd be like, <laughs> Maybe. and I do the same thing to my kids all the time. You know, And they'll say something. It'll make me think of a song. I just start singing and be like, dad, dad. I'm like, let me finish the lyric. <laughs> Megan's like that too. So I find myself doing that a lot. I, don't know, I found myself doing a lot of stuff I got from my mom. So, mm. but yeah. Um, nice. I remember one time um, you might have been in your room, like getting dressed or something, mm. and I was sitting out in the living room, and your <laughs> your mom looks at me and goes, "I want you to know that girls aren't just for blowjobs." <laughs> and I just stare at her, and I'm thinking in my head, like, "Wait, they'll they'll do that? Like, like that's a real thing? Like." Can you, can you like show me like, like, is she coming on to me right now? Like what about me makes you think that this is in my mind at all? (laughs) Like, do you see how I dress? Do you see my hair? Like what makes you think that this is, this is an idea of mine. Sweet of you to think that a woman would even want to. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like what, what makes you think that this is even a thing? Like it's so weird because I don't think my mom ever told me that. Hmm. I don't know. She must have thought I was like the pimp. I don't know, but I thought it was the weirdest. I don't want you hanging out with Jimmy. (laughs) (laughs) He thinks girls are just about blowjobs. They're just objects to him. Okay. (laughs) So I'm sitting there thinking, like, the fuck does Tack tell her? Like, (laughs) why don't you go hang out with Jimmy? I don't know. He's getting another blowjob from another girl. Mm -hmm. I mean, I get kind of jealous, like, Tack, he's just your friend. No, no, I mean, because he gets girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And my mom loved to have those sex talks. And yeah, my mom was basically Eugene Levy from, um, what's that show, that movie called, the Apple Pie movie? American uh, Pie. I- American Pie, uh, Apple Pie movie. Yeah, like she would, um, this literally happened to me all the time. She, she would knock on my door and be like, yeah, she would walk in and she would sit down on the bed and go, Tack, I want to talk about masturbation. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> and I would just bury like, you my head. leave the room so you can do it? <laughs> I'd just bury my head in a pillow and be like, why? 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 <laughs> Did she have those conversations with your sister? I don't know, probably. 
But mm. you know how mothers and daughters are. They're like close and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's like nothing to them. Um, and uh, so I was just burying my head in the pillows. Be like, no, why? No, we're not. No, we're not. Ha- we're not having it. Well, I just want to let you know that it's very healthy and it's normal. <laughs> and, and you shouldn't feel ashamed. I'm like, okay, mom. Okay, mom. <laughs> that's awesome. And then I think at one point I said, well, I haven't tried it. And then <laughs> I think I was doing it as a half joke. But then like, I was like, why would I joke about that with my mom? And I realized what I was doing. And I was like, oh, my God. And she goes, yeah, okay. And then she like leaves the room. I was like, oh, my God. I just made it weird. And I was like, oh, God. I said that to her once. She was like, let me show you. Pull down your pants. Pull down your pants. No, I'm teasing. She didn't say if you, if, you, if you tickle the balls a little bit like this. I'll do it the first time. No, that was actually ironing that she did that. I'm going to show you. So she ironed my shirt. And I'm like, I, I, really? I still don't get it. So then she ironed my pants. Too. She's like, this is the last time I'm doing this. I'm like, oh, okay. But I got her iron my outfit. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. But whenever like Ron would come over and spend the night. He would love to have those talks with her. And they would, I remember really? I guess one night I was asleep, but he stayed up to like three in the morning with my mom just talking about girls and sex. About like jerking off and, What I don't know everything they talk about. I feel like hmm. there might have been something else going on. I don't know, but. Never know. <laughs> but uh, Little Miss Robinson kind of thing. Because <laughs> he was like, I love your mom, man. She's so awesome. I'm like, I guess. She's all right. Well, keep in mind, though. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to put his, you know, his, his business out there, but he didn't have a mom growing up. So. No, yeah, I know. I know. You know what I'm saying? So. <clears throat> and, uh, but not to be all on, stop being on my mom all the time. <laughs> Let's uh-huh. get on your mom, too. Your mom had some, uh, I thought your mom was hilarious. Like your mom cracked me up like all the time. <laughs> I remember one time mine and your mom was, was in a store and uh, your mom was trying to embarrass my mom. Yeah. And your mom, <laughs> your mom was like, look, June, it's depends. And my mom turns around and goes, oh, you're out already. That's pretty funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <clears throat> all my friends thought my mom was hilarious, but like I did too. Yeah, your mom was funny. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I thought, do you remember that one time where they went to, I think it might be the night we were working too at the bowling alley for New Year's, and they okay. were there and they they bowled for New Year's while we worked New Year's. Okay. And so when it was time to leave, because I remember you giving them shit, you guys going to get drunk and you know, and you're kind of giving them a hard time. And they're like, so what if we are we're adults? And then when we picked them up to go home, they were acting like they were like hammered drunk when they weren't at all. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? No, you were, I don't, you no. were driving home and and they were just they had like this, the the noise makers and they were like blowing them in the car. And then we like and we were just like, oh my god! And you were like rolling your eyes, like, you know, mad at them. And then, and then after we dropped like you and your mom off, that doesn't sound right because you were driving. I don't know. Once we got separated, my well, mom you lived was, right down the street from me. Yeah. Once we got separated, my mom was like. Yeah, we're not drunk. We were just messing around with you guys. That's what <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember one time when I was at um, working at Ron John's in the, sorry, the shop. And uh, your mom had to come pick me up. <clears throat> and uh, I was getting off work soon. And then I, your mom actually scared me. <laughs> and she walked <laughs> up to me in the store. She's like, and I was like, ah. Oh. And I turned around. And just out of a reflex, I did like, oh, like, you know, like, oh, you. And I like, <laughs> I was like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. 
<laughs> it was like hard or anything, but I was like, that's something you should do to an old lady. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was kind of funny. I mean, not which I yeah. mean, it's funny that she scared me. That's the funny part. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember one time me, me and my sister Kelly used to like to try to get under my mom's skin. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. No, um, <laughs> we used to like to get under her skin. And so we started one day, like me and Kelly were talking like away from my mom. We're like, you think mom and dad ever like fucked? Because I was like, well, yeah, they had kids. I'm like, no, but like, like you think they ever got all freaky and stuff? And she's like, I have no idea. So when then we start egging my mom on going, you guys were probably freaky, weren't you? You probably like, they were like really getting into it like do hardcore stuff. Gross. And finally my mom turned around. She's like, I had seven kids with two miscarriages. What do you think? We're like, Oh, wow. That's that's kind of gross. All right. She's like, of course me and your dad like to have sex. We had sex all the time. We're like, all right, we don't want to hear this anymore. Mom's like, you want to know what we did? I'll tell you. No, I'm good. <laughs> this is cool. Let's just, let's just drop it. Okay, you, you brought win. this up. This is what you wanted. Like, no, that, that, no, we're good. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah, my mom was like that. So anyway, so happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there and our moms especially. And just remember so. tech. Yeah. Girls aren't just for blowjobs. <laughs> That's right. That's per your mom. That's our big takeaway. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's take our first break. And I appreciate everybody's patience as we come back and reminisce about our mamas. And, uh, yep. But yeah, it was therapeutic for us. So, <laughs> all right. So let's take a break. When we come back, we're really going to get into this and break it down. Break it so down. we'll be back. Coming in the fall of 2022, Tommy and the Order of Cosmic Champions, a new novel inspired by the toys and cartoons of the 1980s. Click the link in today's show notes to preview now. The book follows 11-year-old Tommy Grant, who is trying to deal with some unfavorable circumstances in his otherwise tranquil life in rural 1980s Ohio. He retreats to the thing he loves most, the Order of Cosmic Champions. A long-running animated TV program and line of toys that provides Tommy with a much-needed boost of joy, especially when he discovers that the manufacturer is holding a nationwide create-a-character contest. The winning design will be made into an action figure and be sold the world over, with its creator becoming president for a day at the headquarters of the manufacturer. But when Tommy's character design loses out, his world begins to crumble, and he can only think of one way to fix it. Find the kid that submitted the winning design and try to convince him to help make Tommy's dream come true. Visit orderofcosmicchampions.com now where you can read about the inspiration for the new book. Watch the teaser trailer. Listen to the official theme song, Stand or Fall by Stan Bush. See action figure designs based on the Order of Cosmic Champions characters and sign up for updates on the novel's progress and upcoming release date. That's orderofcosmicchampions.com or click the link in today's show notes. Tommy and the Order of Cosmic Champions, a new novel by Anthony Rapino and Anthony Great, coming in the fall of 2022. 
are uh, back. Yes. All right. So, we got the Brady Bunch Season 5, Episode 16, entitled, Out of This World. Oh, you want the... Yeah. Okay, hold on. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. No. (laughs) Oh, wrong one. Okay. Scene. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get into this. Facts about the episode. It first aired on January 18th, 1974. It's written by Al Schwartz and Larry Ryan. Directed by Peter Baldwin. I wonder if he's... <laughs> no, God uh, damn, Jimmy! No, he's not related. To <laughs> See, too bad you didn't say immediately. Like, no, Jimmy, he's not part of the Baldwin. I could have been like, I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. <laughs> that would have been funny, but no, it's okay. <clears throat> All right. So, according to IMDb, in this story. Greg explains the bandage on his lower lip. He cut himself shaving in reality. Because people shave their lips. (laughs) That's like shaving your tongue. Like you don't shave your tongue. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) In reality, Barry Williams had been involved in a car accident and cut his lip on the weekend this episode was being filmed. Okay. Yeah. So the aliens in Bobby's dream sequence were played by two little people who were stand-ins for the Brady kids. Oh, that's totes adorbs. I know, and I got a little bit more stuff on them later. So, <laughs> a little bit more stuff. Get it? A little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the TV host named Mario Machado was, in fact, a real TV news personality named Mario Machado. Oh wow, that's convenient. <laughs> I know. How lucky odds. is that? Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Machado was well known on local Los Angeles TV and made history several times. Once was when he became the first consumer affairs reporter in the U.S. for Channel Mm. 2, KNXT, now KCBS, in case you're confused. You're like, what? No, now it's KCBS. (laughs) (laughs) He also attained national attention as a color commentator for CBS Sports. But he was white. (laughs) And often appeared as an actor in a number of TV shows, most often playing a news personality. How did he? It's quite a stretch. How did he achieve yeah, that? It's amazing. That's crazy. Uh, this is the second episode to have a reference to the show Gilligan's Island. It was previously referenced in the Cincinnati Kids. Where was it referenced in this episode? They don't reference it in this. Yeah, now I think about it. I'm like, <laughs> Both mean you the same thing. Like, what? Wait a minute. What? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. Well, let's go through and find out. Maybe know. we missed it. Maybe we missed it watching it like twice and also writing down the whole script. Yeah. <laughs> I think IMDb's a fucking liar. But on IMDb, IMDb news, real quick, uh, not to be too topical, mm-hmm. but did you hear that hackers went in and hacked IMDb to change Amber Heard's name to Amber Turd? <laughs> no. And because of the Google al- algorithm, Google pulled it in too. So certain what? references to Amber Heard and articles and stuff switched to Amber Turd. That's hilarious. It's, it's amazing. It was it was funny. I was reading, uh, setting up some of the other episodes down the road, mm-hmm. and I was writing in some of the according to IMDb stuff. And there was <laughs> there was this one. I don't remember what the fact was, but it was something like um, 
<laughs> let's just say this is the first episode. Bobby wears a red shirt. Oh, let's just say that was it, right? So it says but he wore one in season two. <laughs> okay, okay. It says <laughs> this is the first episode for Bobby to wear a red shirt. And then, it, mm-hmm. and when I read it, I remember going, "That's not right." And then it said, "Update." This was not the first episode. Where Bobby, Bobby wore a red shirt. <laughs> I was like, "Why don't you just delete it?" Like. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> kind of funny. It's not the newspaper. You can actually delete it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you ready to, to begin? I am ready to do it. All right. <sighs> so we fade in. <laughs> Scene one. Our story opens up on the set of KBEX's show starring Mario Machado. Ooh. Machado sits in a chair on set with a guest sitting next to him. A show producer counts him in to start the show. Mario says, I'm sure you all remember Jim McDivitt, who is one of the two astronauts on the second Gemini flight, which happened to be the eighth manned space flight. Well, I'm your host, Mario Machado, and the show is News Event. And we're here to discuss the current rash of UFO sightings. Our special guest now, Brigadier General Jim McDivitt, not only was a former astronaut, he also claims to have seen an unidentified flying object. First, welcome here. When was that, General? General McDivitt says, It was during the flight of Gemini 4, Mario, in June of 1965. He, he's an astronaut. He can't act. So that's that's true, yeah. He's almost <laughs> as bad as a sports person. <laughs> Mario asks, could you describe this UFO for us? McDivitt describes by saying, yes, it was a white object. If it had been about, oh, that high, and he holds up with his hands, it would have been about that big around and had a long white tube sticking out of it. Mario asks, any idea what it was? The general says, I tried to take some pictures, but because of the way the camera was set and the way the lighting was shining on the windshield, we never really got anything back except a couple of beautiful sunspots on the window. Nothing else. Mario says, how convenient, Illuminati. No. (laughs) (laughs) Mario leans in and asks, yet you still believe it was a UFO that you saw in that flight in orbit. McDivitt says, well, it was a UFO. That means unidentified flying object. Whether or not it was life from another planet, I don't really know. Mario smiles at his answer and says, General, let me lay it on the line. Are you saying, do you believe that life exists elsewhere in the universe? The general says, yes, Mario, I really do. Uh, I think it would be very naive and really super egotistical on our part to believe that we're the only form of life in all this vast, vast universe in which we live. Simple yes would have worked. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it lo- I love that the camera looked like it was actually on the photo in the beginning of the scene because like, it switches to what the camera sees and you see the photo. And then if you look really carefully, you can tell that the camera is not positioned on his face. It's positioned on the photo he's holding. And then the mm-hmm. camera backs out and then transitions to his face like a camera would have on a TV show like that. So hmm. I thought that was kind of, it almost looks like they were using the, the footage from that camera when they did the the shot of the oh, nice the picture. So that's what it looked like. I don't know if it was. It definitely looked like a real camera. They used the same <clears throat> cameras they used to shoot the show with, maybe? That's what I'm thinking, yeah. They just backed out one camera further out and pushed the other two in, maybe? Yeah. Hmm. Um, 
I'll be honest, I've never heard of this guy before. Like I, really? I Googled it to see if he was a real person. But apparently yeah. he really did see For a sure. UFO. I've seen yeah. tons of documentaries with him talking more about it. And it's not just him. There's a lot of Gemini mm. and Apollo astronauts that have seen some shit. Story Musgrave, like he's he's got some weird shit that he says about UFOs and stuff. Yeah. He said he claims that he sees like these snake looking things up there. If you touch it, they like wiggle away from you. Yeah, it's like talking to Buzz Aldrin too. Like he claims it was other people on the moon when they were there and they hmm. were being watched the whole time. So it's nuts. Yeah. Scene two. After the show, General McDivitt signed some autographs for some kids in the hallway of the studio, including Peter and Bobby. Mm-hmm. Peter hands him a book and asks, could you sign it to my good friend, Peter Brady? McDivitt says, sure thing. And signs away. Bobby says, I'm his brother, Bobby. Make me a good friend, too. McDivitt says, sure thing, Bobby. I could always use another good friend. Bobby smiles and hands it to him. Bobby then gets serious and asks, hey, that UFO you saw, were there any people in it? The general says, I'm not really sure. I never got close enough to find out, Bobby. As he hands back the autograph, Bobby asks, but there could have been, right? The general says, oh, yes, always possible. It's always possible. Bobby smiles and says, that's my theory, too. Peter smiles and thanks the general, while Bobby shakes his hand and says, keep up the good work. The general says, I'll try. I'll try. Take it easy, boys, and walks off. Bobby looks at his hand and says, wow, I'm not going to wash that hand for a month. Peter says, big deal. You wouldn't wash it anyways. Because <laughs> he's a dirty, dirty boy. So hmm? I've shaken hands with Tom Wilson, yeah. James Tolkien, hmm. and John Barrowman. Hmm. So in a way, they all three have touched my penis. <laughs> I guess so, as long as you haven't washed it. Exactly. Well, I Your went to the bathroom that hand. day. Hmm. Did so they've all little, touched my penis. Do you get a little piddle on your fingers too? No, I, I washed them. I, no, I, I I went to the bathroom after. Oh, oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Okay. Because <clears throat> if you go before, it doesn't count. Oh. So like, what about in the 80s when they told us every time we have sex with someone, we have sex with everybody they ever had sex with? Does that yeah. go with your hand too? I don't know, but we never had sex in the 80s. That's true. So we like by the time we did like mm-hmm. they didn't say that anymore, so it didn't. That's count. true. Yeah, it didn't count. That's good. That's good. Phew. Yeah, yeah. All right. Scene three. Later that night, everyone is fast asleep in the Brady home. In the boys' room, we see Peter sleeping in his bed. We then pan to Bobby as he is pan awoken. To Bobby, people don't know what pan means. <laughs> see, how, see how it feels. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Sorry, guys. <laughs> the camera then moves to Bobby as he is awoken by an eerie noise. <laughs> he rubs his face and then jumps out of bed. He hears the noise again and runs over to Peter. Hey, Pete, wake up. Peter, barely awake as Bobby asks, do you hear a weird noise? Peter says, yeah, you yapping. <laughs> and lays back down to go to sleep. Bobby argues, no, for real, listen. The eerie noise happens again. Peter sits up in his bed and says, yeah, I do hear a weird noise. Bobby says, it sounds like it's coming from outside. The boys run over to the window and look out. 
in the sky, they see what looks like one of the spaceships from Space Invaders hovering in the <laughs> night sky. <laughs> Sorry. And there's the other one underneath it shooting the pew, pew. No. Uh, the eerie noise continues. It floats on past and behind the trees. Bobby says, it's gone. He looks at Peter and says, it could have been an airplane. Mm-hmm. Peter, with his jaw still on the floor, says, not moving like that. His eyes light up and he looks at Bobby and says, Bobby, do you know what we just saw? Bobby says, yeah, a UFO. Peter confirms a real life unidentified flying object. Bobby says, wow. And the boys just stare off in amazement. Wow. Did you notice Bobby was wearing a ring? No. Yeah, Bobby never wears a ring. And I, th- I tried to look at it to see if it was some kind of decoder ring or something, but it looked like it was just a ring. Hmm. So I thought that was kind of strange. Um, <clears throat> that sound sounds like somebody playing a saw. I don't know if you ever heard somebody use mm-hmm. like a violin bow on a saw. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. It doesn't sound like a whistle at all, but whatever. <laughs> Especially not the one that, well, spoiler, the one that Greg's playing. Exactly. Yeah. But we get to see the fourth wall. That was kind of cool. Well, we get to see the outside of it. <laughs> yeah. Unless I missed a shot. Did I miss a shot? No, no. I mean, we've seen that fourth wall before, but we get to see the right. outside. Like, there's a window there, which I don't think we knew that before. Maybe we did, but. I think we did, because I think Greg climbs in through it on an episode, doesn't he? Or is that the girl's room? Uh, I don't know. But we've seen, actually, no. I think we've seen the inside of it. And when we saw the inside of it, I don't remember seeing a window. I think we have, and I think we did see a window there, right on the other oh, okay. side of the. The desk, I think. Hmm. I don't know. Okay. okay. Scene four. The next morning, downstairs in the kitchen, we see Alice bringing everyone's largely packed lunches over to the table where Peter, Jan, Bobby, and Marcia sit eating breakfast. Alice struggles and asks for Cindy's assistance. Peter excitedly says, boy, you guys should have seen it. It zipped back and forth and up and down. Bobby adds in, and then it just hung there in space. Peter says, we saw that UFO as plain as day. Bobby says, except it was night. Hmm. Marsha, mocking her brothers, asks, did you see little green people too? Bobby defensively says, well, there had to be somebody inside of it. The girls just laugh. Mm -hmm. Then Alice says, if I zipped back and forth up and down and hung there in space, (laughs) I'd be a little green people too. I'm just a geek with a squeaky voice. <laughs> I don't know why I give her that voice. It's just fun. No, it's funny. I hear it every time I write, <laughs> when I write it. I'm like, yep, yep. There it is. Yep, there it is. <laughs> Jan, trying to be helpful, says, it was probably a helicopter you saw. Peter says, without a propeller, get your head out of your ass, Miss Glass. <laughs> no, he didn't say it. Cindy says, then I bet it was a blimp. Bobby says, how can it be a blimp? It didn't have any advertising on it, ass. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes, this was a weird episode. They got really defensive. <laughs> <laughs> Just then, Greg enters the kitchen with a bandage on his lower lip. Alice asks, what did you do to your lip? Greg says, I cut myself shaving and then giggles at his own boner. <laughs> <laughs> Peter pipes up and says, every time he looks in the mirror, he gets carried away with himself. Hmm. 
The rest of the kids laugh their motherfucking asses off at Peter's joke. Greg <laughs> says, very funny. What's the big discussion? Bobby tells him, Peter and I saw a UFO last night. Greg says, don't make me laugh. Ow, my lip. He went like this. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Inside joke. You can't help. Inside joke. Peter says, no, we really did see one. Greg says, I read in the newspaper where psychologists think seeing UFOs is nothing more than mass hysteria. Jan nods in agreement. Peter gets defensive and says, this wasn't any mass. It was just me and Bobby, asshole. <laughs> he didn't say that, but you're right. He is really defensive. Marcia says, you don't even have any witnesses to prove that you saw it. Bobby, not wrong at all, says, sure we do. I'm Peter's witness and he's mine. Hmm. Jan says, if you ask me, I'd think you're both nuts. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Peter barks at Jan and says, well, nobody asked you, wig shopper. Bobby says, we happen to be good friends of a real astronaut who saw a UFO. As Greg gathers his things for school, he says, I'll believe UFOs exist when I see one or at least a genuine picture of one. The kids all agree and get it from the table. They grab their lunches and head out of the door. Bobby, still in the kitchen with Peter, asks Alice, you believe there's UFOs, don't you, Alice? <laughs> Alice says, if I can believe I'm 28 and weigh 103 pounds, I can believe anything. <laughs> I'm just a geek with a squeaky voice. <laughs> Alice then shoves him out the door for school. As they walk out, Peter says, boy, wait until all the guys at school hear about this. Bobby says, yeah. Alice just rolls her eyes as she cleans up after the kids. You know, this is like, this is not the, the first or the last time where Alice rolls her eyes in this episode. It's yep, hilarious later. So, but Greg's <laughs> bandage is really distracting. <laughs> yeah. Why the fuck is he shaving his lip? <laughs> I don't know if he really needed the bandage or if they were just covering up the wound he had. Like, he may not have even needed the bandage, but it might have just been a really nasty wound, you know? Probably mm -hmm. may have had stitches or something underneath it. Well, so. it's probably one of those cases where they couldn't really put makeup there. And so <laughs> it wouldn't have just been the wound. It would also be the lack of makeup where the wound was. And pr he probably got a couple stitches, so. Yeah. yeah. Um. Greg, I don't know if you noticed this, but Greg straight up drank Marsh's juice. Like he straight up picked <laughs> up the juice and drank it and put it back down. I think mean, I did see it. I saw him drink yeah. juice and they set it down. And I remember thinking, is that Marsh's? Like I wouldn't hear. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, what I was alluding to in there is this reminds me of <laughs> up in Illinois when you had chap lips and I kept making you laugh. Yeah. And every time Tack smiled, it hurt his upper lip. Yeah. And so Tack would pinch <laughs> his upper lip. And then Keep that's how stretching. he laughed. Yeah, he would laugh like that. So he'd pinch his li Actually, lip, it and it sounded no. It was huh? it was both. I was pinching. Was it both lips? Both lips, so they wouldn't stretch apart. Like because I was laughing because <laughs> it hurt. And it would sound like, when he would laugh, he would just go. <laughs> he sounded like Butthead from Beavis and Butthead. That's pretty funny. <laughs> that was awesome. <clears throat> that was before I discovered the beauty and wonder of Carmex, which is like God's gift. I love it. It burns because it's working. I tried using chapstick up in Illinois and it just irritated me. I found myself half the time I'd put it on and five minutes later, I'm literally wiping it off. Like I couldn't stand it. I hated it. <laughs> I used to um, hate that kind of stuff too on my lips, but 
Then when I started, when I discovered Carmex, I would I would coat that shit on so thick. I can't do it in public because uh-huh. it looks like I'm wearing like lip gloss. Right, right. <laughs> and so I'd always do it at home, especially when I was going to bed at night. I would just coat it on. My worst part is like the lip line is where it gets the worst from. Mm-hmm. So I do it all along the lip line and all of the lips like really thick. So it stays on throughout the night when I sleep. And it burns because uh, means it's working. It burns? It's awesome. Yeah, if you get like really chapped lips, it'll burn. But that just means it's huh. working, and it's oh, it's great. It's a great burning feeling. I really like it. That's what my mom used to say about Listerine. That means it's working. No, I think it means it's burning your mouth. Like <laughs> <laughs> now, if you have like really unhealthy teeth and gums, like it will burn. But if you have healthy teeth and gums, it won't. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for calling out my. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts. No, it so just bad. sounds like your mouth is fucked up. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying this. I just stated a fact. We <laughs> <laughs> you know it burned last time I used Listerine too, so don't worry. But I like it. it means it's working. I, I don't. So. I don't use anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right, scene five. Later in the family room, Carol is hard at work. Oh, sorry. No, no. She's wasting Alice's time. Oh, right. To set up and pull weird. a fruit for her so she can take a picture of it. Alice asks, how's that, Mrs. Brady? While looking through her viewfinder, she says, oh, Alice, the focus is so clear. I can see the fuzz in that peach. Alice awkwardly says, oh, sorry, I've been meaning to shave. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. No, no, Alice puts her hand on her hip and says, do you want to shoot it or shave it? (laughs) Carol peeks up from behind her camera, smiles and says, let's shoot it. Alice leans back down to the bowl of fruit, makes some minor adjustments and says, okay, fellas, this is a take. Carol says, oh, Alice, now I can't see the grapes. Alice moves the grapes to the top so her fucking highness can take a damn picture. (laughs) Alice asks, is that better? Carol shakes her head and says, no, Alice, now I can't see the oranges. Alice says, fuck it, I'm out. I've got laundry to do. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Alice says... Why don't we just chop the whole thing up and make a fruit salad out of it? Then you could see everything. <laughs> Carol actually gets out from behind the camera and says, Thanks, Alice. That's okay. Look, I'll fix it myself, okay? Just then, Mike walks in and Alice greets him. While Carol is adjusting the fruit in the bowl, Mike walks over and kisses her. While doing so, he grabs an apple from the bowl and just is about to have a moment of joy by biting into a nice juicy apple after working all day, Carol says, Oh, Mike, no, no, please. And she snatches it from his mouth. Mike says, You can have the apple back, but can I have my teeth back? Fuck. (laughs) Alice, which seems like a mocking tone for her and Mike's inside jokes about Carol, says... She's trying to photograph the fruit for a contest, <laughs> Mr. Brady. And she rolls her eyes at Mike as she walks into the kitchen. And no shit, she does this. It's hilarious. Hell yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Mike says, Fucking oh. photographers. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, I see. So you don't have anything to do again. <laughs> no. <laughs> and Mike says, well, if you ask me, your arrangement looks a little um, staged and informal. Carol says, Well, look, how do you tell a bowl of fruit to relax and look casual? Besides, I don't remember asking you. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. (laughs) And she shoves him out of the room and into the kitchen. 
<laughs> Carol gets back. <laughs> Carol gets back behind the camera to finally take her picture. But as she does this, Jan walks in, greets her, and grabs a banana out of the bowl. Cindy follows right behind her and grabs an orange. As they both continue on into the kitchen, Carol hollers, Hey kids, wait a minute, you're eating my picture! She walks over to the bowl and takes a look at it, finally grabbing an apple for herself and bites it in defeat. Hmm. Hmm. So I put down, great, now I have to quit photography. <laughs> Why? <laughs> As fucking Carol does it. Um, that's got to be the one of the dumbest ideas for a picture ever. Like, I can understand if you're painting it because, I mean, that's right. a style of paint. But I've never heard of people taking fucking pictures of fruit in their house. Like, I don't get that. Macro no. photography, maybe. But usually it's, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, usually it's people realize that, you know, their phone takes better pictures of flowers than their iPhone does. and Or their, their camera takes better pictures than their iPhone. And so they think they're a photographer now because they're outside taking pictures of grass and shit. But... I'm not going to get into all that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jimmy, art is in the eye of the beholder. So so is the camera, unfortunately, and they're taking pictures <laughs> of stupid shit. So, nobody wants to see the fucking flower in front of your house. You don't want to see that. It's boring. So is this a necklace that you've been like wanting? And it is. Yeah. Oh, thank Doesn't God. it look like the one that you made in elementary school? <laughs> no. So yours is like green. I think hers is made of like stones or something. Probably made of that fucking coral she won't shut up about. <laughs> I know. That's what I was going to suggest. <laughs> that's awesome yeah alright scene six as Peter and Bobby come home and enter the kitchen Peter says yeah the guys in junior high school would be smarter hmm. Bobby says yeah the guys in my school probably think the world is flat <laughs> boy <laughs> how topical that is now that's funny right. um, as Mike stands behind the counter with Carol he asks hello boys is something wrong Peter says, yeah, nobody at school believes I saw a UFO. Bobby adds, they laughed at me at my school. Carol says, well, you boys believe what you want to believe and let them believe what they want to believe. Peter argues, mom, you don't understand. Our reputations are at stake. Mm. They think we're lying. Bobby says, yeah, more than usual. Mm. <laughs> Mike and Carol just giggle. <laughs> Peter goes on, we need some proof we saw a UFO. Mike says, well, if it shows up again, ask Flash Brady here and she'll take some pictures of it for you. Mike just <laughs> giggles and walks off. Bobby says, hey, that's a good idea. Peter asks, mom, can we borrow your camera tonight? Maybe it'll show up again. Carol sighs and says, oh, all right, but take good care of it, okay? Bobby smiles and says, we'll take super care of it. Peter says, we'll camp out in the backyard, and if it shows up, we'll have all the proof we need. And then he rubs his hands together like a old-time villain. <laughs> Mike, while in the fridge, says, hold it, fellas. Not so fast about the backyard. Bobby says, oh, please, Dad, stop being a bitch. We sleep in sleeping bags when we go camping. Bitch. Oh God, they are so defensive in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Peter adds, and this is right in our own backyard. Bitch. No. <laughs> they don't say that many times. Please. Mike says, well, okay. You can camp out, but on two conditions. One, you promise to get some sleep because tonight's a school night. And two, when a UFO lands, don't wake us up in the middle of the night to go out and greet him. Mm. <laughs> Mike smiles at his joke as the boys agree and run off in excitement. 
Um, did you notice a strange reverb in the audio in this episode? Yeah. Like there was some, yeah. You noticed that too? Yeah. 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 I thought it was my iPad cause I'm, I'm restarted my iPad cause I thought it was playing twice or something, <laughs> but yeah. Well, I didn't notice it until cause I was watching the episode waiting on you uh, yeah. like the last few minutes. And so I was watching it with the earpiece and I was like, why am I hearing an, like a reverb? Yeah. I thought maybe one of the speakers was also going mm-hmm. too. So I took it out. I'm like, yeah. And yeah, it was weird. Okay. Um, but yeah, letting them um, camp out on a school night. That well, seems kind of weird to me. Because they'd have to clean all that shit up before they go to school. Well, as we see the next morning, they get up plenty early. So That's true. Hmm. All right. Scene a set all. Later that night in the backyard, Bobby gets the sleeping bags ready as Peter preps the camera on a tripod. Bobby asks, you sure know how to work that thing? Peter confidently says, yeah, mom showed me. Bobby asked the obvious question. You just said film mom showed me. <laughs> <laughs> no, the camera perv. Like, oh, he like grabs himself. Sorry. Uh, Bobby asks, you got any film in it? To which Peter says, of course. Bobby says, it's pretty dark out here. You got the right opening on it? Peter says, it's open all the way. Bobby adds, remember the lens cap. Don't forget about that. <laughs> Peter, getting frustrated, says, Bobby, I took off the lens cap. Now it's all set. Now why don't you go get some sleep, and I'll take the first watch. As they both sit down on the ground, Bobby asks, How do you expect me to sleep at a time like this? Peter says, Okay, you watch the east, and I'll watch the west. Bobby says, Good idea. Peter then turns to his right and watches the sky. Bobby just sits there. Bobby then thinks to himself, then taps Peter on the shoulder and asks, which way is east? Peter rolls his eyes, points, and says, Over there, dumbass. <clears throat> Bobby then turns and now sits back to back with Peter as they watch the skies. Just then, Jan and Cindy walk out in their PJs and ropes. Cindy asks, Hey, did the UFO land yet? Bobby, super sarcastic, says, No, do you see one? Jan <laughs> says, Oh, well, we thought maybe you hid it in your sleeping bags. <laughs> <laughs> Peter says, Look, if you just came out here to make jokes, you can leave. Bobby adds, yeah. Yeah. Cindy says, oh, we believe in flying objects, Peter. Jan adds, it's just that flying objects don't believe in us. Mm-hmm. Jan then giggles to Cindy. Peter, not taking any more of their shit, stands up, mm-hmm. making Bobby fall and says, listen, if you're not out of here in three seconds, you're both going to be flying objects. Jan, mocking Peter, says, Ooh, quiver. Gross. Cindy adds, quake, quake. Peter tells them, blast off, job stealer. Jan and Cindy walk back <laughs> into the house. Hmm. Man, he made his sister quiver. That's gross. <laughs> That's some nasty stuff. Like, why are they going to put shit like that in here? And Cindy goes, quake, quake. And I really expected Peter to go, and quake, quake. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Quake, quake. Panicked and ran into the doorway. Shit! No, 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 no. Not that kind of quake. Never mind. I forgot we're in Los Angeles. (laughs) So I'm really surprised you didn't talk more about this camera. I was really, I wasn't going to say anything. I really expected you to go. So, Tag, that was a Panasonic uh, GX300. They they purposely took all the identification on the camera off. I figured you'd do some Google searching and you'd be able to tell it. Eh, it's an old SLR. It's, uh, so is having the iris all the way open a good idea? In a shot like this, yeah. 
Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to be too dark. And it looked like oh, they I were probably using there. a 50 millimeter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was funny because when they were setting it up, I was like, why aren't they taking test shots? But then I remember it's not a digital camera. <laughs> just take a shot and look at the screen. Dumbass. <laughs> I, I was like, why are they just going to trust that it's all the settings are right? I'm like, take some fucking test shots. But uh, no, if, if it was, if they were really going to do it, like even with Carol trying to take pictures of fucking fruit, um, she would have had a, uh, um, like a light meter. So, I mean, you hold the light meter in front of it. And it'll tell you what f-stop you should be at, what shutter speed, that kind of stuff. And yeah. it basically tells you how to set up your camera, which a lot of guys still use that. Even with digital cameras, a lot of a lot of guys still use it. My two cameras that I mainly use have a light meter built in, so I don't have to worry about it. But um, on the old school cameras, it was a, 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 a like a um, it wasn't digital; it was analog. It had needles and stuff. But what's like my camera? If you do push it halfway down, you get that little meter on the inside that. Mm-hmm. If it's in the middle, then the lighting is good or to the right. Yeah, mine's in real time. Both of my cameras, you look through the viewfinder and it's in real time. So as you adjust your your shutter speed, it, it, you'll see mm-hmm. the meter going back and forth. Mm-hmm. So, cool, yeah. cool. Scene eight. Later in the night, Ooh. Ooh. Peter and Bobby continue to watch the skies in the backyard. Peter says, it's getting pretty late. Bobby says, yeah, UFOs sure are unde- undependable. But just then, as if on cue, <laughs> as if somebody heard it and was like, crap, let me grab my flashlight. No, the eerie sound of the UFO is heard. Mm. Bobby spots it and exclaims, the UFO. Peter looks up, sees it and yells out, it's back. The red colored UFO hovers above them in the night sky. Bobby yells to Peter, don't just lie there. Take a picture. The two boys attempt to get out of their sleeping bags as quickly as they can, only getting all tangled up in the process. Peter finally gets free and runs to the camera. He points it up to the UFO and snaps a few pics. Bobby stands behind him with excitement. But all of a sudden, we see see Greg up in the attic room. I wanted to have a slumber party this night and invite six of my friends over in my own attic room. Pointing a flashlight out the window and blowing on a whistle to make the eerie noise. The boys outside are still excited as hell and taking lots of pictures. Bobby asks, are you getting any good pictures? Peter says, I don't know. Digital cameras haven't been invented yet, but I think so. (laughs) I was was thinking it too. I was like, I hope he says this joke. (laughs) (laughs) No, he says, yeah, but I wish it'd stand still. (laughs) Back up in the attic room, Marsha <laughs> appears to be lost, thinking it's her attic room. Go ahead and make jokes. See if I care. For some reason, and walks in carrying a thermos. Okay. She walks over to the window and catches Greg with his pants down, blowing away and holding his flashlight. I mean, flashlight. I mean, flashlight. <laughs> Marsha asks, Greg, what are you doing with that flashlight? Greg thinks fast and says, um, I was scaring off a cat off the back fence. Marsha laughs and walks over to the window. Would <laughs> 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 you all right? Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> this just cracked me up. <laughs> I was scaring a cat. <laughs> Scary. <laughs> Scary, a cat. 
<laughs> you know what will scare him? Shining a flashlight on him. Right. Can, can you imagine? Imagine if that's what he was really doing, okay? Sorry, <laughs> since we're stopped. Since we've stopped. Imagine if that's what he was really doing. Like he's sitting in, imagine sitting in his attic room and maybe hear something or he just happens to look out and he's like, there's that fucking cat again. Where's my flashlight moon <laughs> and whistle? <laughs> he's well, like, how'd you, know the fly- how'd you know the cat was there with my flashlight? Why are you looking for like- cats with your flashlight? Like, He's just like, there he is. There's that little fucker. And he's like, get the flashlight and he's got this whistle. And he's like, he's just like in the zone trying to scare. He's like giggling to himself. He's like, get that cat. And he's like, oh shit. It'd be funny if he he turned back around and shined the flashlight. He's like, you just hear him under his breath go, fucking cats. (laughs) That'd be funny. Cats. <laughs> All right. Back outside, the boys notice that the UFO has now vanished. Mm. Bobby says, Hey, it's gone. Peter says, Just disappears into nothing. Back in the attic room, with Greg and Marsha. <laughs> Marsha says, If this is my attic room, I have my own UFO. No, it's just fun to do it. Go ahead and make jokes. See if I can. Now, Marcia says, I don't see any cat. Greg says, well, well, of course not. I scared it away. (laughs) What are you doing here? Marcia says, you wanted to borrow my thermos for your fishing trip. Greg says, oh, yeah, thanks. And takes the thermos from Marcia. I'm picking out a thermos for you. <laughs> Not an ordinary thermos for you, but an extra special thermos. It's <laughs> a great movie. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> Greg, what do you do up in your room all the time by yourself? Scare cats mostly. <laughs> I use my fence. flashlight look for pussy cats. Pussy cats. <laughs> Anyway, uh, when uh, Bobby and Peter were like trying to jump up from their sleeping bags and everything, I'm reminded of the skit that you did with Mark Snap. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Yeah, yeah, that was funny because I thought we were supposed to leave stage left. He thought we were supposed to leave stage right. Well, tell the story. That's the only part of the story I remember. <laughs> I just know it's the skit we we're doing on stage. Um, I didn't even see it. I'm going by your memory of you telling me. <laughs> so you and Mark were doing this like short skit yeah. where you were supposed to be in the backyard wearing, not wearing, but in sleeping bags. And we we're supposed to be like talking about trying to scare each other. Like we're taking turns scaring each other. And yeah. I think it was derived from the, the turtle that we saw in the woods. I think that's where I get the idea from. Hmm. Uh-huh. Remember that? You don't remember, yeah, the I remember the turtle okay. thing, but I think this is before my time. So no, it was in high school. Is that Rockledge? Oh yeah, that's right. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. So, but anyways, at the end of the scene, we're supposed to get really scared. We're like, we should go inside. So we both are supposed to stand up and run off stage, right? Mm-hmm. I could have sworn we were supposed to run off stage left. So I start <laughs> running off stage. As we were picking everything up, I have one end of the sleeping bag. He's got the other end of the same sleeping bag, right? Yeah. So I start running off stage left. He starts running off stage right. <laughs> the sleeping <laughs> bag goes tight. 
And we we start both start running back towards the other direction because we both thought we were wrong and we smack into each other and then we drop the shit on the ground. So we pick it back up again and I try to run the opposite and this exact same thing's happening. The audience is like fucking cracking up thinking it's a joke. So finally we both kind of look at each other and wait and then I think he started running off so I ran off with him. So yeah. It was totally by accident. That was yeah. like the funniest part of the skit. <laughs> and it wasn't even supposed to be the and um, the rest of the rest of the skit was like <laughs> it was like two and a half hours, and that was the only funny part in it. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm just, I just sat the whole time going, "It's not my fucking line." <laughs> um, I don't think a whistle, like I said before, I don't think a whistle would make that sound. I think it is originally with a whistle, like with the little like where you kind of a slide whistle. Like now, to me, it sounds like a like a saw, but um, but that looks like a mag light that I think I have that the current model of that one. That's what it looks like. Mm. The kind of the police like carry. The, yeah, a nice long shaft on it. Yeah. Mm. But I don't think that the Maglites existed back then. So maybe that's not a Maglite, but it looks like a Maglite. I was going to say, I love um, flashlights. we see it. It's right there. Yeah. I got a thing with flashlights. I don't know what it is. I own so many fucking flashlights. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just um, think flashlights are cool. That's the Maglite with the um, uh, the model <laughs> number TX400. They came out that's, in 1972. That's not a real, oh. not a real model number type. <laughs> you know how stupid you sound, Dak? <laughs> it's a TX600. You sound I still like a complete have, fool. I still have a mag light that you got me for Christmas years ago. Nice. What's that? Here's I didn't know I got you a flashlight for Christmas. Yep, you got me a flashlight for Christmas. <laughs> what color was it, Dak? It was black, of course. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Did it really get you a mag light for Christmas? Yep. Oh, okay. Nice. Go me. I remember because we were like... Cause you kind of got me into mag lights cause they're the, especially the, like the foot long ones. Mm-hmm. And then, cause you're like, this could be, this is, it's a weapon too. Cause it's like steel or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hell yeah, I need to get one. So I got one too for my bedroom Yeah, and I had a nice little foot long one that is before we discovered guns. Yeah. <laughs> so, this one is about, it's the, the double a, the one that takes two double a's and it's like this long. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's red. Oh, nice. And the one you got me has a, a holster that it comes with too. I still got that. It's in the drawer. Hmm. Yep. Go me. Yep. All right. Scene nine, which is actually just a continuation of scene eight, but it was too long, so we cut it in half. Back in the yard, Bobby says, keep looking. The UFO might come back. Marsha, up in the attic room, overhears him <laughs> say this, put two and two together, crosses her arms and says, so you're the UFO. Greg says, nuh-uh, you're the UFO. And she's like, stop. No, I'm not. You are. And then he's like, no, what do you? And they start making out. Greg's like, what are you going to do about it? Punish me? <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Right here in the attic room? Hell yeah, you could be my UFO. My mm-hmm. unidentifiable fucking object. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> or you can... Put the probe me. Wait, wait you can enter my atmosphere if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you, you can, you can a- alienate me. No, <laughs> you can enter my solar system. <laughs> you can yeah. put your planet in my orbit. I don't know. Yeah. If you just add, I know See, what I, if you know what I'm saying to everything, it sounds perverted. Okay. Okay. I got it. Now, I got it. Now. So. If you want to take me out, all you have to do is plan it. If you know what I mean, <laughs> huh? 
and the other there you go but if you say yeah. uh, if you know if you say if you know what i mean anything sounds like like you can yeah. refill my water bottle if you know what i'm saying like it's mm-hmm. just anything sounds you can zip my purse if you know what i'm saying like you can have <laughs> sex with me if you know what i'm saying right? <laughs> there you go yeah all right you got it i got it anyway Greg has a look of shame on his face when Martian continues. Isn't that kind of a dirty trick? Greg justifies himself by saying, I was just getting even with those two creeps for telling mom and dad I got home late Saturday night. Marcia says, well, it's still a dirty trick. But I love it because they squealed on me last week, too. They both just laugh. Greg's like, speaking of squealing. No, I'm sorry. Sorry, I'll stop. (laughs) Marsha then asks, how does it work? Greg gets all giddy. <laughs> gets all giddy <laughs> and says, let me show you, let me show you. He sets the thermos down and says, I strung up a piece of fishing line over the arbor between those trees. Then I hit a clear plastic curtain behind one of the trees. I use this cord to pull it out. Then I just flash this red light on it, blow this whistle, and presto, instant UFO. Hmm. Greg blows the whistle again and flashes the light back onto the hidden curtain. Back outside, the boys see the red UFO return from behind the tree. Bobby shouts, Peter, the UFO! Peter says, I see it! Bobby says, hurry up, take pictures! The boys run back to the camera and Peter continues to take more pictures. Mm -hmm. Back in the attic room, (laughs) Marsha looks at Greg with sparkly eyes and says, Greg, you're a genius. Hell yeah. Greg continues to blow on the whistle and hold the flashlight. Marsha then asks, can I try it? Can I blow on it? (laughs) Greg hands her the flashlight and tells her to hold it steady. And she grabs the long flashlight. She asks Greg, like that? You like it like that? Greg says, oh yeah. Greg continues to blow more eerie noises as Marsha continues to hold Greg's long shaft in her hands. Greg says, be careful. Don't hit the trees. Marsha whispers, okay. Dang. Dang, Greg. Where am I hitting trees and shit? (laughs) Back in the yard, the boys take picture after picture. Bobby says, wait until the guys at school sees them. Peter says, wait till the world sees them. We'll be famous. (laughs) Bobby says, I meant wait till the universe sees them. Um, If the universe saw them, Bobby, then these aliens would see them. (laughs) <laughs> and it wouldn't be that big a deal. Yeah, have you noticed that Marsha really looks at people up and down a lot? <laughs> like she does that a lot. Like when she looks at Greg, she looks at his eyes and then like down his body, back up his body. And she looks like she does that a lot. Hmm. Like, I don't know if it's just like a, I don't know, like a habit of hers or something, or she just likes to check people out. I don't know. I think just think she's a dirty girl. I guess. Um, why is my Mar- oh, okay? I didn't catch it in the scene. Why Marsha was bringing him a thermos that confused me. I'm like, a thermos? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, um, it's like we need Marsha something for Marsha to do. I'm fucking, I don't know how we're bringing a thermos. Okay. <laughs> um, it's the new guy that week. <laughs> what's funny is when Marsha and Greg laugh, Greg doesn't laugh, <laughs> he doesn't smile, <laughs> he just stands there straight face, like, because <laughs> his lip hurts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> so what is their goal with this Marsha and greg what's their goal why do they keep doing this like what's, what's their the end, end goal? game here yeah i think it's just to make them look stupid because they're getting even with them because what i would have done and i got a feeling you'd agree with me like you you have the the ufo right 
Yeah. You shine it and you see them down there going, shit, get the camera, get the camera. So they get their camera. As soon as they get the camera, then you turn it off. And they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> Damn it, we missed it. So you wait till they relax and sit down. Then you turn it back on again. Oh, shit, shit, the UFO. And as soon as they grab the camera, you turn it back off again. That's the that's what I would have done. I wouldn't sit there and let them take pictures of it. Like, it defeats the purpose. Or maybe they could have set up like some sort of like alien thing too. Yeah. Where they dress up as an alien and as they're all looking up at the UFO and the alien comes out from behind the bushes or something. <laughs> have Marsha tell him that Greg got kidnapped by aliens. Come on, crying and shit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all right. So this is where we take our next break. So Peter and Bobby are going to be famous for taking pictures of a UFO. But turns out it's just a hoax. Will they become famous? Will the boys find out it's just a gag from Greg? Did Marsha only enter the attic room just for a dumb old thermos? Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, we'll find out. We'll be back. What does she enter for a gag from Greg? <laughs> Hey, movie fans. Have you ever wanted just one more adventure from your favorite film heroes? Ever imagined an alternate entry in your favorite movie franchise that didn't suck? Then Sequel Quest is the podcast to make your wildest cinematic fantasies come true. Every episode, Adam, Jeff, and Jeremy pitch imaginary sequels, prequels, and reboots to your favorite movie franchises like E.T. the Extraterrestrial, cult classics like Surf Ninjas and the Monster Squad, famous flops like Jupiter Ascending, how about a third Tim Burton Batman film or getting back on the ice with the Mighty Ducks? With over a hundred episodes in our archives, you'll definitely find a favorite as the SQ crew reminisce about the films and find creative, cool, and wacky ways to continue the fun on the silver screen. Sequel Quest is presented by the Retro Network and can be found on any of your favorite podcast apps. Just search Sequel Quest and prepare yourselves for fake movie fun at its finest. And we are back. Yes. Ooh, man. I didn't even have to pee that one. I, just, I didn't. I usually do, and I didn't. Yeah. Are you sure you don't want to go try just to be safe? I think I'm good. Okay. Big boy. So, <laughs> so, so the, this episode discusses UFOs, which, you okay. know, we don't call them UFOs anymore. Did you know that? No, I didn't. I don't call them anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're actually referred to as UAPs now, which stands for Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon. Okay. Why they changed it, I have no idea, but there was like a reason for it. I guess because now they're starting to be real now, maybe, possibly. <laughs> so I don't know. I think I think because UFO has become synonymous with aliens. And yeah. I think their point is it's it's just something that's not identifiable. It's right. not necessarily extraterrestrial. And this so. is I guess a little more politically correct. I guess. So. Yeah, not a bad idea, but so, have you ever seen a UFO or a UAP? I should say. I mean, I've seen something that I couldn't explain, but then again, I was four. So, I, mean, I was in Houston um, before my, my sister Donna moved to Illinois. Um, 
me and my nephew, I couldn't have been four. I must've been like five or six um, because my nephew, Jamie remembers this and he's two years younger than me. Mm. Um, and well, we were driving down a highway and I remember turning around looking and I could see like, it, it looked, it was looked like it was about the size of a blimp, but it was yeah. on fire. Like you could see the flames coming off of it. Everything right on fire. Yeah, <clears throat> you could see that. And, and like next time you talk to my nephew, Jamie, like see if he remembers it. Last time I talked to him about it, he remembered it. Um, and I it was on him f- in like 20 years, but OK, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was on fire and you could see the flames, but it never like fell to the ground. It just hovered on fire. Like, I don't know what the fuck it was like. Like, I have no hmm. clue what it was. It was just in the sky on fire. No, it wasn't the sun. I know you're going to say that shit. I knew you were going to fucking wasn't, do that. I thought you were like mocking me or something because there's like no, uh-uh. a book and a movie book called Fire in the Sky about a UFO abduction. No. So, but I mean, it was, abduction. it wasn't like red hot or no, it was fucking on fire. Like, and it could have been in hindsight, it could have been like, cause this says Texas, it could have been one of those really long, like tall towers where they burn the, the gas that comes out of the, the oil. Mm. It could have been one of those because mm. they would, it would have been, if it was far enough away, we wouldn't have seen the, the pipe, we would have just seen the fire on top of it. So it's possible it could have been that, but hmm. I just know that okay. I, we didn't know what it was. So by, okay. by definition, yes. All right. Well, I remember I was, uh, I'm not sure how old it was, probably like maybe 11, maybe somewhere around there. And I was at my dad's for the summer. It was in Illinois. And uh, I was riding in the car with my dad and his dad, my grandfather. <clears throat> and my grandfather was driving. My dad was in the passenger seat and I was in the back seat. I do not remember where we were going because it's kind of an odd coupling for the three of us to be together and driving somewhere. I don't know. It's weird. Anyway, mm-hmm. so we were driving down this, I don't know, like a highway or whatever. And um, there was a town just off the highway. You can see the town. And then up in the sky, in the distance, it looked like almost exactly what McDivitt was describing. Um, it was like a long cylindrical object that was just like, it was vertical, you know, so straight up and down kind of like this cup, if you hold a cup up, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and it was just hovering in the sky, just sitting there. And, um, I can see in the distance and I was like, what is that? And so I asked my dad and grandpa, I was like, Hey, I was like, what is that over there? And then my dad looks and he goes. Huh. I don't know. He goes right back to talking to his dad. I'm like, <laughs> what the f- Why are you guys not a- like, what is that? Like, and they just were, they didn't seem to give a shit in any way. <laughs> That's probably what I would have been too. Like, huh? I don't know. And then I, I was know. just like staring as long as I could, like, cause it just hovered there and didn't move, didn't do anything. Hmm. And it was probably, if I had to guess, like how high up in the air it was, like, we're kind of far away. So I'd say maybe, I don't know, like, Maybe a thousand feet, maybe. It was pretty hmm. low, like probably a thousand feet, I would guess. Okay. And um, I don't know, just hovered there and didn't do anything. Hmm. I know if I was an alien, like, where do you want to go? Los Angeles, Tokyo? No, fuck that. Rural Illinois. That's where we got to go. <laughs> but what do you, where do you want to go there? What do you want to do? I just want to hover about a thousand feet in the air and just sit there. Let's freak out some little kid. Watch this shit. Watch, watch. He's in the car over there. Watch this shit. <laughs> I'm one of those people, and maybe I'm just negative, but I don't think we're ever going to see aliens. Do I think they exist? Eh, probably, but I don't think we're ever going to see them. Probably. Of course mm-hmm. they do. Yeah. Well, when you, you say, say exist, 
When you say exist, you mean like on this planet or do you mean somewhere out there? In the somewhere out there. Oh, 100% that they, there's aliens out there. I wouldn't say 100%, but <clears throat> how could you not? Do. Statistically, how, how there you? has to be. Not necessarily. Yeah. Statistically, we shouldn't exist on this planet. <laughs> but how many planets are out there? No idea. There's like trillions upon trillions of planets out there. And you're saying that at least not one is for the perfect distance from its sun to support life? No, now you're putting words in my mouth. I said they probably exist. You're playing it off like I said no. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. But I just, I've always, anybody I've always asked that, I've always been like, oh, yes, this is, they have to be. Like, I wouldn't say have to be. That's absolute. We don't know. We've never seen them. So mm. probably, yeah. Is it probable? Yeah. Is it absolute? No, we've never seen them. Can't prove it. So scientifically, it's not absolute. You can say yes. True. True, but I true, look at true. it like, let's say there's an ant crawling on the beach here in Florida, right? Mm. And the there's only other ant, cra- oh, <laughs> and the only other ant is crawling on Neptune. Now, technically, okay. they're not alone, but they're never going to know the other one exists. Right. And that's just a small scale. Like, you think about how say, big. You don't have to say Neptune. You could have just said 100 feet down the beach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, just for for size purposes. Like, and that's even in that, in that comparison, it's still, it's such a small amount of how big the universe is. So mm-hmm. I think if there is other ones, they're nowhere near us. And by the time they find us, we're going to be gone. Like it's, I don't think we're ever going to see them. Yeah. So whether to, in my mind, whether they exist or not is irrelevant because we're never going to see them. <coughs> Done. It's definitely a difficult task for sure. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I think one day we'll be able to to do it yeah i mean when you're talking about a place that even if we could travel at the speed of light it would take thousands of years to get there like it's no no we can travel speed of light the closest one would be four years away Hmm. that we We know we don't know know if life exists there well no but alpha Alpha centauri is only four light years away still that's still a lot (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know maybe i'm just pessimistic but i don't think we're ever gonna see so well there's always hope yeah So in my mind, the arguments are relevant because we're never going to see them. Hmm. All right. You ready to get back into it? I am ready to get back into this. All right. So when we left off, Peter and Bobby spotted a real UFO. Oh. And took lots of pictures of it for proof. Oh. Little did they know, Greg was behind the ruse the whole time. Oh, Greg. Will they become famous for photos of a fake UFO? <laughs> hmm. At least they didn't do, whole, do the whole throwing a trash can lid thing like they used to do in the 70s. <coughs> or Frisbee. What? You never, oh, I saw oh, some documentary oh. talking about that oh, where people yeah. would throw Frisbees and shit and take a picture of it be like, UFO! <laughs> or throw like a hubcap or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Scene 10. Meanwhile, in the master bedroom, <laughs> Carol pulls out some pictures she had developed. Hell yeah. And she's like, shit, those are <laughs> the wrong ones. She says to Mike, Hey, want to see a picture of your 12 kids? Mike asks, 12? How do we get 12? Carol pulls out an 8 by 10 and says, I double expose the negative. Look, Mm. she shows Mm. the pic to Mike and he giggles. Mm. (laughs) Just then, a frantic knock on the door. Mike tells them to enter. Peter and Bobby run in and Peter says, Dad, we saw it again. Bobby adds, the UFO was here. 
Peter, while still holding the camera, says, and this time we got proof on film. Mike says, oh, boys, you really think you saw something? Peter says, honest, Dad. Bobby adds, double honest. Mom, will you develop the film? Carol says, sure. First thing in the morning. Peter says, we mean now. (laughs) (laughs) Carol says, oh, honey, it's late and everything's put away in the morning. Bobby whines and says, but the morning's a long way off. (laughs) Peter says, we'll toss and turn all night. (laughs) We won't get any sleep. Mike says, we'll risk it. Hit the sack. And then after that, go to sleep. (laughs) Beat that shit like it owes you money. (laughs) I'll be sleep, boys. Hit your sack. Good night, boys. And pushes them out the door and shuts it. After the boys are gone, Carol asks, Mike, what do you suppose they really saw? Mike chuckles and says, beats me. Carol asks, do you think there are UFOs? Mike says, well, anything's possible. Hmm. So wait a minute. I thought Hmm. in season one, I remember you and I talking about this. Hmm. Back in season one, we talked about how surprised we were that children had all the equipment to develop their own film. I don't know. I don't remember an episode. It was either that. when Peter was trying to be a, a reporter or something, or Greg was into photography or something. But I remember being really surprised that kids their age hmm. could develop their own film. And I even made it a point to say black and white photos. I totally get because black and white photos uses a certain kind of chemical color photos mm-hmm. use different chemicals that are a lot more dangerous. I think I do remember something about that now. Yeah. So why are they so dependent on Carol? Why are they acting like nobody knows how to do it? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they remember forgot. he turned they, the kids turned their bathroom into a into a dark room, and and Jan and Marsha were getting all pissed off because they were using it so much. Damn. Hmm. I think you're right. I don't I wish remember they were the liars. But... <laughs> right. Huh, I guess they forgot how to hmm. do it. <laughs> okay. All right. So scene <laughs> eleven. <laughs> Later that night. As the boys are fast asleep, Bobby tosses and turns in his bed <laughs> as he begins to dream. In his dream, Bobby is sitting in the backyard messing with his mother's camera. <laughs> Just then, a loud space engine sound is heard and the wind starts to pick up, blowing leaves all around Bobby. Bobby covers his face as he looks to see what it is. Landing on the ground just a few feet away is a large yellow and red UFO with lots of lights on it. We know this because it literally says UFO (laughs) on the side of it. That's awesome. (laughs) As he watches on, the door opens up and a set of stairs rolls out. A space alien steps out onto the steps. He's a short green man with a red afro wearing a silver (laughs) spacesuit, complete with a glass bowl around his head. As he steps down to the final step, he announces, One small step for spacemen, one giant leap for completions. Hmm. He takes his final step onto the ground in the Brady backyard. He then turns around and says, Come on, honey. Then a woman spaceman dressed similarly steps out onto the steps to join him. She hands the completion flag to plant on the ground. Bobby walks over to them 
We have already planted the completion flag and are gathering earthly things like Bobby's football in the bags. As soon as the spaceman spots Bobby, he says, look, Herlo, space creature. Herlo says, strange looking. The spaceman walks closer to Bobby for inspection. He says, hmm, round head, weird white color. Racist. (laughs) (laughs) He giggles at his racism. What's funny is they're more pale than he is. I thought they were green. I think it didn't look green to me. It looked like it was Mm -hmm. just like a white color. (laughs) He then asks, are you a friend or enemy? Bobby smiles and says, oh, I'm a friend. Welcome to Earth. Spaceman asks, Earth, is that what you call this planet? Bobby nods and says, "Uh uh-huh. Where are you from? Oh, we're from Caplutus. Bobby says, Caplutus? Where's that? Spaceman says, everybody knows where Caplutus is. He walks around to take a better look at Bobby. He goes on, it's between Selma and Varda. Bobby asks, are all Caplutians your size? Herlo says, no. Spaceman asks, are all Earth people your size? Bobby smiles and says, oh no, here on Earth, I'm very small. The spaceman says, on Caplutus, we're very big. Bobby looks down at his camera and says, Hey, can I take a picture of you so that I can prove you were here? The completion looks at his wife and says, Sure. Herlo says, My hair must look a mess after that 10 billion mile trip. The spaceman says, Women. Am I right? (laughs) Greg pops out and goes, Right? I said that last week. (laughs) And what's the deal with space food? Am I right? <laughs> the completion puts his arm around his wife and they smile. Bobby snaps a few pictures as they make different poses. The completion finally says, Honey, why don't we take this strange looking creature back home with us to prove there's life on other planets? Herlo says, Good idea, darling. The spaceman looks at Bobby and asks, How would you like to come to our planet and visit civilization? I have pennies and jelly beans. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby says, boy, would I? Spaceman pauses and asks, would you? (laughs) No. Bobby asks, how long would it take? The spaceman says, oh, short time. I'll have you back in 3,000 years. Bobby exclaims, 3,000 years? Herlo says, it's only 10 minutes your time, honey. Bobby says, wow. Then I'm going on a flying saucer. After Bobby loads up into the flying saucer, he turns around and says goodbye to his yard, apparently. <laughs> the door closes, and the UFO takes off. <laughs> Bobby now lies in his bed, tossing and turning, smiling and saying over and over again, going on a flying saucer, going on a flying saucer, going on a flying saucer, going on a flying saucer. Sorry. Just then Peter hears this and jumps out of bed and wakes him up. Bobby wakes up and says, huh? Peter says, you were dreaming about a trip on a flying saucer. (laughs) Bobby looks sad that it was all a dream and says, yeah. And I was going to be a basketball star in Caplutus. He lies back down and tries to go back to sleep, leaving Peter looking confused. That's funny. Um, I thought in this one, I thought Bobby kind of looked like the kid from Willy Wonka. He just kind of visually, he kind of looked like him. 
But Same one thing, a couple, I think. one thing I caught that was kind of funny was he says that the alien says, you know, do you want to take the strange looking creature home? The only thing different about him is their hair and the outfit. That's it. Like they both look the same. So why is it that Bobby <laughs> right. looks so strange to them? Like the only well, difference is like the color of their hair. Little people. Plus they're little people. But they're the same height. <laughs> well, not really. They're a little shorter, but yeah. <laughs> so I'm just curious what was so strange looking about Bobby. Like it's. <clears throat> well, he didn't have the red afro like Ronald McDonald. Yeah. But what I did find interesting is I was watching a documentary a long time ago. And they were talking about if there were aliens, what they would look like. And it, they were talking about the fact that, you know, the size of the planet they came from would play into what they look like, right? Because let's say if it's an alien from Pluto, mm-hmm. that they're going to they're gonna have to, they're going to have different gravity requirements than somebody from, large. let's say, Jupiter. What's that? Yeah. I feel like on a, like if somebody, if there was real creatures on the moon, they would be much larger. Yeah. yeah. Well, also they would be taller. Yeah. Right. Um. And so, like, if they're saying that they are big for their size, then that mm-hmm. tells me that they're from a probably fairly large planet. If they don't want to yeah. grow that tall, if they have to have be shorter to the ground, I guess so they don't fall down or whatever. So, I just I thought that was yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. So, a little um, before we get into this big debate here, um, the little the little people. Um, so, mm-hmm. the guy's name is uh, Frank Delfino. <laughs> okay, and he's a friggin' plumber. He lives in the Bronx. No. <laughs> Frank Delfino. Anyway, um, so he played the Hamburglar in the McDonald's commercials. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. And uh, he was also an Oompa Loompa in Willy Wonka. So there's your connection. I was, um, when I worked out at Ron John's, I was working in, in uh, the rental shop and these two little people came walking in, right? Yeah. And uh, we just get talking like, you know how I am. I talk to a lot of people and um, uh, I asked them, I was like, so what do you do? Are you guys from around here? What do you do? And they said, oh, we work out at Disney. I'm like, cool. What do you guys do at Disney? And they both kind of look at each other and they go, we play characters. I'm like, really? I said, what characters do you play? And they kind of look at each other back at me. They're like, we can't really, we're not allowed to say. I'm like, oh, not allowed to oh, say. I guess I understand. And they're like, well, just they hire little people like us because we fit in the costumes. I'm like, oh. And I wanted to be like, do you guys play Seven Doors? You know, I wanted to say something <laughs> like that, but I didn't. And so, you know, I filled out all, they rented, I, th- I want to say rollerblades. So they, I, I filled out all the paperwork and everything. And when they left, the girl comes running back in and she goes, he plays Donald Duck. I'm like, what? I'm like, that is so cool. And then she <laughs> ran out laughing because they, he wasn't allowed to say, but I guess she was allowed to say. So I met, I met the guy that at one you time met played Donald, Donald Duck. Duck. I did. Yeah. Holy shit. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Like the guy that plays Mickey Mouse apparently is like, like a big secret, like he's he can't reveal his identity. But the guy that whenever you see Mickey Mouse on any kind of public thing, whether it's on TV or whatever commercials, it's played by the same guy. Mm. Um, yeah, I gotcha. Okay, so here is my science kerfuffle. Kerfuffle. Okay. <clears throat> so they said it would take three thousand years to do the trip there and back, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. only ten minutes of Earth time. Okay. So will Bobby be gone for three thousand years, according to him and his trip, but only have aged ten minutes? And if anyone was witnessing him leaving, like say the Bradys were in the backyard watching him leave, would he only would he be back ten minutes later? Like they would see him in ten minutes. You know what I mean? I think they got 
in this episode, I think they got the science wrong because science says or physics say that the, the closer you are to the speed of light, the slower time travels. Right. And we know this because satellites, they have to every day they got to update the clocks on satellites because they're always um, a little bit. Was it slow? I think. Yeah. So they have to correct the time on the satellites daily because they're going so fast that it's throwing off the clocks. Um, so I think if, if it was accurate, I think it would be 10 minutes to Bobby, but 3000 years on earth. Either way, it's not good. <laughs> no, so, no, it's not. No. So even if it was 3000 years to Bobby, mm-hmm. like that's a long freaking time to be away from your family, but this mm-hmm. family would have only missed him for 10 minutes. Yeah. And would he age for three? Well, he wouldn't live past another 80 years or whatever, you know. <laughs> but yeah. unless he doesn't age, he only ages 10 minutes. But that doesn't make sense either. So, so careful what aliens say because it might not be a good deal for you. Yeah. Never trust aliens, especially if they're wearing a clown wig. Mm-hmm. And especially when they have the, the glass in the front of their globe on their head cut out. Yeah. The fuck is that going to do? What was the point of it? <laughs> right? Yeah. They don't have any air tanks and they just cut a hole in their in their helmet. Mm-hmm. So okay. don't, don't kids, don't be getting into you strange UFOs, especially if anything, you don't listen to the glass thing, you don't listen to whatever. If it says UFO on the side, mm-hmm. don't get in. How funny would it have been if he would have gotten to the, into the alien, the alien door closed, and then you just hear like an engine start up and it's just a van pulls out from behind it and drives away and they all <laughs> like laugh and their fucking asses off. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome. Oh, uh, yeah. Bobby just got... <laughs> I fell for it. Bobby, Bobby just got kidnapped and... <laughs> sex crime. I thought you were an alien. <laughs> All right. Scene 12. First thing the next morning, even though it's a school day, Carol has turned her laundry room into a dark room, along with Bobby and Peter. As she sifts the pictures around in the chemicals... Peter says, hurry up, mom. Mm. The world is waiting to see our pictures. Carol says, will you relax, Peter? These prints take a long time. Bobby, thinking clearly and realizing their mother is new to this hobby, asks, hey, Pete, what if mom ruins them? Mm. Peter says, she won't ruin them. Will you? (laughs) Bobby, who has little faith, says, remember, she's an amateur. Maybe we should have taken them to a professional. Mm -hmm. Carol says, well, thanks a lot. I'm overwhelmed by your underconfidence. She, I almost said undergarments. Wow. <laughs> she then gives both boys the stink eye. Mm-hmm. Not the stink eye. <laughs> if it was me, I would have said, well, maybe you should have taken a professional, turned the light on and ruined the pictures <laughs> and be like, oh, no, little amateur me. Whatever did I do? Oops. <laughs> I don't know. Let me check and see if I ruin them. Turn the light on. <laughs> nope. They look like they're good to be in and turn the light back off and give them a dirty look. Um, again, get I know I said it before, like not, not to beat off a dead horse, but they act like they're not familiar with this process. <laughs> Maybe they forgot. Maybe. Um, they should be like, <laughs> it should have been like, Alice doesn't even let her cut tomatoes. Like you think she can fucking develop pictures? <laughs> yeah. Scene 13. Meanwhile, in the kitchen, Alice plates up some fresh flapjacks for the family. She walks over to the table where the rest of the kids sit as she asks, Anybody from our flapjacks? Hot off the griddle and still flapping. Cindy says yes, along with Jan. Greg wipes his face and says, No thanks. I gotta get going. 
Marcia agrees. Alice asks, aren't you two going to stick around and see how Peter and Bobby's UFO pictures turn out? Greg and Marcia just look at each other. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Greg chuckles and says, no. In their case, I think UFO means undoubtedly flipped out. Oh, burn. <laughs> yeah. Marcia giggles at Greg's joke and adds, hey, Alice. If any space creatures do show up, give them some flapjacks and tell them to stick around a while. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> As Marsha leaves with Greg, mm-hmm, Alice chuckles. Mm-hmm. Cindy then asks, do you think Peter and Bobby really did see a UFO? Ooh. Jan says, I think they saw something, something shaped like a cigar. In the attic, she did. <laughs> That's awesome. did. Why was that UFO making moaning sounds? Did you catch it? <laughs> Just then, Peter and Bobby come running out of the laundry room slash dark room with eight by tens in her hand. He shouts, we got it. Proof. We got it. We got it. Peter sits down at the table and hands some pictures to Jan and Cindy to look at and says, look, a real UFO. Carol also shows the pictures to Alice as she says, look, Alice, there really is something on that film. (laughs) Peter points out right there. We now see a very realistic shot of what could be a UFO. It's a little blurry and shaky, but something is there. Bobby even points out that it's a sort of blob. Jan says, there really does look like a UFO. Alice says, it looks so tiny. Bobby asks, what do you mean tiny? That's your average size UFO. Cindy. Size doesn't matter, Alice. <laughs> As her mom keeps saying. Cindy <laughs> looks at it in amazement and says, that's a UFO, all right. Peter snatches up the pics and says, sure, we better call the newspaper. Bobby adds, tell them we've identified an unidentified flying object. Carol stops them and says, hey, hold it, boys. You're not going anywhere until your father gets home from work Ooh, and takes a look at those pictures. So apparently we we talk with our mouth full now. Like I didn't know that about about the show. <laughs> um, I don't know if you caught that, but Greg he, he fucking has a mouthful of food. He's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. like what the fuck, dude? Like you're gonna say your lines <laughs> with your mouthful of food? <laughs> um, still flapping. It's just a joke. Why do they call them flapjacks? I don't know. I mean, we can look it's it up. It's kind of a strange like. name. Well, it's kind of a strange name if you think about it. Yeah. But anyways, um, but also a cigar. Right. So I, I made that comment too. Like <clears throat> like Jan said, oh, they said the, something shaped like, that wasn't shaped like a cigar at all. Like what Not Mc, even in the pictures they were. Like McDivitt, his description was a cigar shape. Hmm. And so was mine. It was also cigar right. shaped. But not theirs. But also, apparently, apparently, architects are experts in UFOs now. (laughs) Yeah, that's why we haven't been able to settle the whole UFO thing because we haven't shown any architects. So (laughs) probably it. So I got to give props to how the pics turned out. It was pretty realistic for an untrained photographer. Yeah, yeah. I I was hoping it wasn't going to be like a perfect shot of it. You know, I was like (laughs) red and everything. (laughs) Yeah, red, perfectly shaped, just like it was. No, that's good. It was like blurry and like you can still tell the yeah. camera moved around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because awesome. they also would have had the shutter speed 
you know, open pretty long, yeah. you know, being in that dark of an environment. So mm-hmm. any movement of the camera, which kudos to him for using a tripod. He thought about that, but well, also the UFO was moving too. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I yeah, thought I it was pretty dead on. Hell yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if we found out that those are real pictures of UFO? <laughs> they just used them as a prop because they thought they were cool again. All right. Scene 14. Later that afternoon in the den, Mike looks through, Mike looks through the UFO pics the boys took. Carol stands in front of him as he sits in one of the chairs and asks, well, Mike, you know, like, what do you think? <laughs> Mike thinks for a moment and says, well, I've come to the conclusion. Carol says, and Mike gets up from his chair and says, there are either UFOs or they're not UFOs. <laughs> How's that for a definite maybe? <laughs> Carol says, even your maybe doesn't sound very definite. Mike chuckles and says, I've never seen very many UFOs. Carol asks, well, what do you think we ought to do? Mike says, pass the buck to somebody who should know more about it than we do. Mike walks over and picks up the phone. He dials 411 and says, Operator, could you give me the number, please, for the Carter Air Force Base? Mike holds as he's transferred. Hmm. So I looked into it, and Carter Air Force Base doesn't exist. Or does it? Secrets. Well, Tag. Yeah. It does exist. What? <laughs> no, what do you, what do you I, mean it does exist? Like if you Google Carter AFB, yeah. right? Carter AFB is a four barrel carburetor that came on Corvettes from 57 to 66 before they switched to Holly. So a car guy from this time period would have known that. So Wait the fact that it's Carter AFB, mm-hmm. I think that's like an inside joke for car people. I think that's, that's why they said that. Plus, if you remember, the car that they drive this time was a Chevy. And I mm-hmm. made it a point to say, well, I thought they only drove Dodge on the show. Mm-hmm. Well, season five, they switched to Chevy, and now they're talking about a Carter AFB. Oh. Also, Greg is a car guy. He is. He would know that. He would know he that would Carter have. AFBs are for Chevy vehicles. No, for Corvette specifically. Oh, Corvette specifically. Yeah. So Corvette, and he's behind this whole UFO nonsense. Wow. And also Corvettes, plural, has nine letters. You know what else has nine letters? Carter AFB. (laughs) This is getting spooky. Well, you know, what I was thinking was UFOs. Yeah. We just talked about in the last scene how they're going to, it's 3,000 years, but it's going to be like 10 minutes, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. That's because like it travels so fast. Mm -hmm. You know what else travels really fast, Hank? What? A fucking Corvette. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a second. Wait a second. What's that? What's that? Does a Corvette travel so fast because of the Carter AFB? It could if it's between 57 and 65. Oh, shit. 
Oh, shit. <sighs> good times. Good times. So, yeah. So, apparently, my, my opinion is there was some kind of car guy on the set that thought it would be funny to say Carter AFP, you know, Air Force Base AFP. That's my opinion. My <laughs> opinion. Opinion. But also... Why the fuck is Carol presenting this like it's like it's her and not the kids? Like when she's asking Mike, like what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like why is she asking? She's so proud because she's like developed a picture of herself, which we see like mm. in a later scene. <laughs> mm. All right, all right. Scene fifteen. A while later, Alice is cleaning away in the living room as she's dusting a family. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I'll stop. As she's dusting away a family picture, the doorbell rings. She puts the picture down and runs over to answer the door, but not before checking herself in a shiny silver platter lying on the Ah. coffee table. Because it's a sunshine day. (laughs) When she she arrives at the front door, she peeps through the people. She can peep through my people. (laughs) And she looks at the people through the people when she peeps. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Nailed it. She pulls away and then takes a second look. In confusion, she opens the door. Standing in the doorway is a police officer in full uniform. His arms are crossed, as he says in a monotonous and underwhelming tone, Mrs. Brady, please. I'm Captain McCartney. Alice smiles and asks, you selling tickets to the policeman's ball? I didn't even know policemen had balls. No. <laughs> she then asks, or is this a bust? She then awkwardly giggles at her own joke. Captain McCartney is not amused at the comedy stylings of the maid. He takes a deep sigh and says, I'm here to investigate an alleged sighting of an alleged UFO. Ellis says, oh, that. Come in, please. Captain walks in and removes his hat. Ellis says, I thought Mr. Brady reported that to the Air Force. The captain <laughs> says, he did, but the Air Force stuck the police department with it. You see, the Air Force refuses to keep investigating things that don't exist. Oh, burn. And I share their opinion. Oh, damn. I'm like a Jimmy Klein, if you will. <laughs> Alice asks, then how come you're here investigating something that doesn't exist? Good question. The captain says, because I only have two more years to go for my pension. Alice says, oh, oh. She rolls her eyes and says, this way, please. <laughs> She's an eye-rolling fool today. I'll tell you she what. She is, yeah. The escort is going to roll right out of her head. <laughs> and escorts him to meet with Mike and Carol. <laughs> so why is homeboy so rude? Because he's tired of doing this. True, but his job is to protect and serve. It says right on his car. <laughs> it don't sound like he's serving them anything except some attitude. <laughs> serving up some sass is what he's doing. He is, right? <laughs> so his uniform was really confusing. Okay. He had like stripes and stars on his sleeves, which right. indicates like a military ranking, like a general or an admiral with like stars. Mm-hmm. He also had bars on his shoulders, like the rank of like an Air Force captain or like a Navy lieutenant. But also, he wore a badge like a police officer. And I know police officers have, like, ranks, too, but I just I don't know much about, like, police officer ranks. But um. and, I, and I looked at his hat, and it said Carter on it. That's not his name. 
<laughs> I'm, no, I'm, sure. I'm teasing. Isn't that what the Air Force Base was called? <laughs> yeah. 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 I swear his hat said Carter on it. No, I don't know. Maybe he was a military police? No. I think he mm-hmm. was just straight up police officer. Hmm, okay. I swear his hat said Carter on it. Hmm. Maybe it said, I sure it didn't say his name, like McCartney. Maybe it did, but uh, it looked like hmm. it said Carter to me. Hmm. Scene 16. In the den, the captain is inspecting the 8x10 photographs the boys took of the alleged UFO. The whole family stands around him, except for Greg and Marsha. I wonder why. Oh, Oh, we're going a different direction. That's okay. The captain says, you say these photos are genuine, Miss Brady? Mike says, yes, that's correct, Captain. Captain says, I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. (laughs) Peter pipes up and says, I took them myself. Bobby adds, with mom's camera. Carol, looking for praise, proudly adds, and I developed him, Captain. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. (laughs) As the captain continues to look, he says, well, this could be anything, weather balloon. He looks over and sees Alice leaning over his shoulder, looking too. The captain gives her a look of death. Alice backs away. The captain goes on. Reflection, swamp gas. Bobby shoots back. We don't have a swamp in our backyard. Mm. The captain says, well, whatever it is, it's definitely not. He stops and looks at Alice hovering over him again. She backs off and continues, not a UFO. Mm. Mike then asks, how can you be so certain, Captain? The captain plainly states, because there are no UFOs, Mr. Brady. Mm. I've investigated hundreds of sightings of UFOs and the little green people, and you'd be amazed how many of them stagger into the station on a Saturday night. Hmm. Just then, Marsha, Greg, and Greg's lip (laughs) peek in from the kitchen as Greg asks, what's going on? (laughs) Carol says, oh, Captain McCartney is here to investigate the UFO pictures that Peter took and I developed. All by myself. (laughs) Greg's like, whoopee shit, I did that in season one. (laughs) Greg's eyes get wide as Marcia says, oh no. (laughs) Greg walks around into the family room and says, "Uh, dad, um, I have to talk to you. Mike brushes him off and says, later. Greg insists and says, it's urgent, dad. Mike says, later, Greg. Greg pushes again and says, it's really urgent, dad, and it can't wait. He grabs Mike's arm and walks him out of the family room. Greg tells the captain to excuse them as they leave. <laughs> he must want to talk about masturbation time. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. <laughs> and they're like, hey, what's going on? And they're like, oh, this guy's here to discuss the UFO. And just the look on Greg's face is like, holy <laughs> shit. Like, what the fuck did we just do? <laughs> and Marsh is like, oh, shit. Oh, no. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> have you well let, why we're pause have you ever done anything where you had that like oh shit like oh i'm sure i just can't think of anything right away no. why, do you have a story no <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> 
Well, okay, maybe I got one kind of recent. Okay, so well, it probably involved me if you do. So no, no, oh, okay. <laughs> is, <way>. is, <laughs> is there a story that it should? No, I'm just oh. saying because our lives parallel so much. Oh, oh. You know. no, this is a work thing. <laughs> so, mm. like, you ever you ever use Microsoft Teams? Okay, so we use them, but we use it at work too. And so we have this like main big chat room where everybody from you know, all the different branches from around the world are all in. Mm-hmm. And we have just general questions. We're kind of like, hey, anybody uh, have an issue with blah, 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 whatever. And then somebody will chime in or whatever. So <clears throat> we can also like privately message somebody as well. And this is one girl that I always have issues with. <clears throat> no. Not a girl I have issues with. If I have issues, I always hit her up specifically because she seems to know everything and right. she's always super helpful and like really nice. Okay. Fair enough. So I hit her up one time. And I was like, hey, um, I'm trying to do a um, a ticket for an issue that I'm having, but mm-hmm. I don't have access to the tickets anymore. Is there any way? She did one for me once before. I was like, hey, can you do another one for me real quickly? Um, and she was like. And she messaged me like, yeah, that's no problem. Um, I just need all the this info and just send it back to me. I'm like, okay. Are you sure you don't have access to the tickets? And I was like, no. I was like, I requested it already, and I've already told Jordan about it, which is our boss. Well, my boss. And it's like, but you know how that goes in one year out the other, right? And she was like, ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she goes, I was there, I'll get this stuff for you. And she's like, okay. And so then I'm just kind of getting the stuff together, the information together for her. And then another message pops up from somebody else going, hey, you know, you can use this information too. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I had no idea. I just talked shit about my boss in the entire group oh, chat, no. which is pretty much everybody in the entire company, including my That's boss, awesome. including my boss's boss and my boss's boss's boss. Oh, shit. And then, like everybody is in there. And I was like, oh, shit. And then um, and I was like, so I responded to the other woman. I was like, oh, OK, cool. Thanks. And I was like. So then I messaged, I private messaged the original girl. I was like, oh my God, I thought that was a private message. And she was like, oh, ha ha ha. And I was like, no, that's bad. And she's like, no, I think you're fine. Don't worry about it. And I was like, oh my God. So I go back into the group chat where originally the conversation was and I'm just, I'm burying it. I'm like, okay, so I got all the information for you. Enter. (laughs) Here's this information. Enter. So what can I, here's a question I can ask if somebody else can say something. Enter. You want to see me do the ABCs? A, N, B, N, C, N, B. And so a couple hours go by and I was just waiting for my boss to just call me to his office. Like, can I come talk to you? I was waiting for that to happen, but I never did. But this other guy came in because he worked second shift. And uh, he'd been there for like an hour and I was kind of bullshit with him. I was like, dude, let me tell you the story. And he goes... Are you talking about in teams? I was like, you fucking saw that? He was like, yeah, dude, I fucking saw like, that. Dude, everybody saw it. And I, yeah. I was like, did anybody else say anything? He's like, no. He's like, I just saw it. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, right. I was like, he's like, dude, you you know, he's going to come talk to you. I'm like, I hope not. But no, I never got in trouble for it. So That's awesome. There was one time, similar thing. Really A, similar thing. B, C, B. <laughs> I was emailing this girl back and forth at work. Her name is Jill. She's a friend of mine. And we didn't like the manager. She's the manager was a pain. Yeah. And um 
And we were like, yeah, you should go up and say this. And she's like, no, you should go up and say this. So I was like, so I just sent her back an email. I was like, oh my God, I fucking dare you. And then like about maybe five minutes later, I was getting ready to send another email and my boss comes walking up. So I close out an email really quick. I'm like, yeah, what's up? And she's like, um, you dare me what? I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> she's like, and she lays it down in front of me. I'm like, oh, she's like, you dare me what? I'm like, no, that was, that was meant to be something else. I'm sorry. I was supposed to go to somebody else. She's like, you need to be working and not doing this kind of stuff. <laughs> like, she's like, who was I supposed to go to? I'm like, I, it was just, it wasn't important. So never mind. <laughs> so then the whole time, like I'm getting these emails coming in from Jill and she's over there. Just, she, she sat on the next aisle over. She was fucking laughing. She's like, Oh my God, that's awesome. I hear what's going on. That is so funny. She's like, fucking do it. Do it. I'm like, just so you're not helping. Stop. <laughs> So, yeah. Well, I, I need to keep telling stories. But <laughs> I got one more quick one. This one does involve you. Maybe this is what you were thinking. Okay. <laughs> Real quickly. So I was dating this girl and it was pretty much coming close to an end of our relationship. But things were just getting awkward. And I could tell she probably wasn't feeling the, the relationship anymore. And... Mm -hmm. And I totally got it because I had a lot of things going on in my life that just out of my control <laughs> that I needed to fix. And my life right. was just going downhill fast. <laughs> right. And she was not up for it. And I and she, I could tell she was getting more distant as the days went on. <clears throat> and so I remember you and I, I texted you about it going, man, I don't think she's in this relationship anymore. I think she checked out. And I just don't know. And she was at school. And so <clears throat> she came home one day and I was like, Hey, and I was like, you know, and then it was just like, uh, I gotta go to the bathroom. I was like, okay. So she went to the bathroom and then, so I, I remember I texted you. I was like, Hey, I was like, yeah, dude, this is the end, man. I was like, <laughs> I was like, she just got home and it was really weird and awkward. I can tell she's like done. And then I hit send and I realized, fuck, I just sent it to her. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> I was like, that's amazing. And so I went into the bathroom, I knocked on the door. And I was like, hey. She's like, what's up? Did you just get a text from me? <laughs> she goes, yeah. <laughs> I was like, we should probably talk. <laughs> I'll be out in a minute. <laughs> okay. Love you. <laughs> yeah. But she came out. She wasn't mad or anything at all. Um, <clears throat> so we talked, and uh, that's pretty much where we decided to go separate ways. And uh, it was kind of a mutual thing, mostly from <laughs> her side, but I totally was understanding about it, you know. And we didn't <laughs> want to break up, but we both agreed that I needed time to fix my life. <laughs> and it okay. was a mess. It was right when I'm uh, right. Before my mom passed away, so I was still dealing with her being sick mm -hmm. and just, you know, there's a lot going on. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we didn't want to break up. It was one of those breakups where we kind of hugged at the end and, like, kissed and, like, basically told each other I love you kind of a thing. But, mm -hmm. yeah, kind of sucks. Anyway. That sucks. <clears throat> yeah. We got totally right. so back to my notes. sidetracked. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right. So, going back to the scene. Yeah. Like... My first note says, nobody gives a fuck if Carol developed them. Like, who gives a shit if Carol <laughs> developed it? You can literally go to, like, the pharmacy and have that shit done. Like, nobody cares. It's not <laughs> like you, like, made the paper from scratch or something. You know what I mean? Like, um, 
But also, I wonder if he's rude because he's got that rotten ass tooth on the bottom of his mouth. Did you see that? <laughs> no, I didn't see. I'm not trying to be mean, but he's got a tooth on the bottom that's black. So oh, that was kind of gross. <laughs> but. All right, scene seventeen. Up in the anagram, Greg is demonstrating to Mike how he pulled off the ruse of the UFO sighting to fool the boys. He says, I use this cord to pull out the plastic curtain. He secures the curtain and goes on. And then I get this flashlight and this whistle. I flash it on the screen. There's a UFO. Greg blows the whistle for the eerie space noise. Mike takes a look at his ingenuity. Scene 18. Back downstairs in the family room, the captain stands up and says, well, I think we've wasted enough time on this UFO nonsense, Mrs. Brady. Good night. And but is cut off when he hears the sound of Greg's UFO. He stops. And as his eyes widen, he asks, what's that? He runs over to the window and sees Greg's creation in the night sky. Peter shouts out, are you a foe? Everyone sees it, and they all run to the window to get a closer look. Meanwhile, Marsha is trying to stop them and explain. Carol says, well, what do you say now, Captain? She's <laughs> acting all cocky and shit. She didn't know mm-hmm. she believed it herself. <laughs> the captain's eyes are wide as he says, I actually saw one. He quickly turns to Alice and says, hey, where's your phone? I got to report this. Alice points and says, right over there. <laughs> you have a back door? <laughs> in the back <laughs> the captain runs over to make a call but marcia tries to stop him by saying uh captain maybe you can wait the captain brushes her off and says nonsense young lady and dials away as someone picks up at the station the captain says sergeant captain mccartney i want to report a ufo alert the air defense command immediately because you know the police would know about that stuff <laughs> Don't argue with me, Sarge. Don't you think I know a UFO? I saw with my own eyes. He then turns to Peter and says, Oh, uh, son, you with that camera, get a picture of me reporting this. (laughs) Peter says, sure, and runs over to snap some pictures of the captain doing different poses as he reports the incident. Marsha still awkwardly stands next to him. (laughs) So, um, they can hear that little whistle all the way downstairs. That's impressive. Well, yeah, they can hear it all through the backyard. They can hear it everywhere. <laughs> because if you think of the light of the house from the front door's perspective, you go up the stairs, the boy's bedroom would be on the right-hand side. So as you're looking at the house, the boy's bedroom would be around the side of the house on the right-hand side, right? Mm-hmm. Where if you if you look at the house where the kitchen is, the kitchen would be on the left-hand side of the house as you're looking at it, right? Because no, when you go into the front door- Straight back. When, well, no, if you go into the front door, you have to go slightly left to get into the kitchen. Yeah, I guess so. So, not only are they hearing it downstairs, they're hearing it from one side of the house to the other. <laughs> so. oh, but no, because like, remember, it's not in the boys' room; it's in the attic. Yeah, and the attic room is above Marsha's bedroom, which is just next to the boys' bedroom. Hold on, not really. Yeah, because remember when when um, wait the stairs turn. That's yeah, because right. in in certain yeah. episodes they complain because yeah, yeah. they can hear them right above them. Yeah, the stairs turn. That's right. When you go up to so the attic. So that's even worse. He's hearing it down two flights of stairs on the other side of the house. And it's just a little whistle that goes. That's I can understand being downstairs outside and having the window open. I get that. But. Yeah. 
to be inside the house on the other side of the house with all the windows closed. Like that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. If that was the case, you'd be able to hear Greg just talking in the attic from the kitchen. Like, <laughs> or um, from the walk-in linen closet. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but also, wow, it looks like daytime outside. It's impressive. Yeah, it looks like nighttime. I noticed that too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I could, I could tell by your note. <laughs> like I noticed that. Okay, Carol. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. <laughs> Scene 19. Back in the attic room, Greg says, "I'm really sorry about the whole thing, Dad." Mike says, "Well, it's a pretty silly thing to do." Greg agrees and says, "I never thought it would get this out of hand." Mike shakes his head in disappointment. Greg goes on, "I guess I got some explaining to do." Mike says, "Mm-hmm." But not only to me, and walks off. Greg says, <laughs> Greg says to his lip, Yeah, I wonder what Captain McCartney is going to say. <laughs> so, wait, nobody saw him outside running all these ropes and shit all over the, <laughs> like, stringing up fishing line. Nobody saw any of this shit happening. Like, he just was able to do this. He maybe probably did it at night when he was like looking for cats to scare. <laughs> like he can't even pretend to clean the car without somebody come out asking what he's doing. <laughs> so, yeah. Scene a twenty. We immediately cut to Captain McCartney up in the attic room with Mike, Greg, and Greg's lip. The captain <laughs> says, "Oh, I knew it was a hoax. There's no such thing as UFOs. They're all fakes and phonies." Mike cuts him off and says, but you reported it to your office, Captain. The captain then states, I'll keep my mouth shut if you keep your mouth shut. Greg Relieve says, it's a deal. I won't tell anybody about your phone call to the sergeant if you won't tell anybody about my UFO. And Greg Lips like, me too, I agree. Uh, No, I'm teasing. Uh, The the captain says, are you really teasing? It wasn't in there? Um <laughs> the captain says, deal, and they shake on it. As the captain walks out, Mike holds his hand out for a five, and Greg slaps it to him, and it gives him a loud sigh. Scene. I told you all. The next morning in the kitchen, Carol pours Mike a cup of coffee as she says to Greg, I hope you realize that your joke nearly snowballed into an avalanche. Mm-hmm. Greg, feeling guilty, says, I sure do, Mom. Now I got to figure out a way to make it up to Peter and Bobby. They're mm-hmm. really down on me. Mike says, they're doing what? <laughs> First <laughs> Marsha, now Peter and Bobby. <laughs> Mike says, well, Greg. You'll have plenty of time to think about it because you just lost the car for the weekend. Ooh, damn. Greg says, this weekend's my big fishing trip, Dad. Mike says, well, I'm afraid you'll have to tell the fish that you were grounded. Ooh, damn. (laughs) Greg Shock says, grounded? Fucking 18 years old. (laughs) I'm Greg fucking Brady. (laughs) Fuck you, Mike. (laughs) Mike. You're not my real dad. I am, actually. (laughs) Well, she's not my real mom. Anyway, but all the guys are expecting to meet me up there. Mike says, sorry, Greg, no car. Greg sighs and asks, how am I going to get there without a car? Carol says, well, I guess you'll just have to hitch a ride on your lip. No. (laughs) Carol says, well, I guess you'll just have to hitch a ride on a UFO. Right? (laughs) Mike just don't, no. No, no, not. That's bad timing. No. 
No, really, Mike Mike turned to her and was like, <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? Mike turns to her and was like, I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. That's <sighs> no, funny, Greg. Greg should have, or Mike should have turned to Greg and been like, you're grounded. <laughs> the fuck part do you not understand? You're not going. Doesn't matter if you have a ride. You're not, you're grounded. That's what that means. That means you keep your ass in the attic room. You're grounded. <laughs> Don't matter if you have a ride. You're grounded. Well, see, that's where I got confused because he just said no car. And he said, well, I got to figure out a way to get up there then. They're like, well, you can't use the car. Well, Mike specifically says you're grounded. Right. But I don't know. It doesn't sound like he understands because he Mm. didn't use exact phrasing. What is that one episode where he got grounded and they were like, well, you just said I couldn't. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wasn't it the same thing? You said I couldn't use the car. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Because then here we are again. With the same thing. Yep. You said I couldn't use the car. Means I can still go. Yeah. So that's when he borrowed his friend's car or something? Something like that. Yeah. And well, that was different, though, because he was reckless with their car. Yeah. <clears throat> so he's like, I don't know if I want you driving the car. I'm fine. I'll drive my friend's car. He's like, no, you know what the fuck I meant. Like, you weren't driving safe. So You didn't use exact phrasing, so. It's true. But, uh. That's the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. Yeah. All right. That was fun. Well, we didn't discuss this in the beginning, but what did you think of the episode? It was all right. I mean, it was, it, I remember seeing this as a kid, and this was one of those episodes I saw it when I was like in kindergarten. I was like, mm, like it kind of scared me a little bit. I don't know why. <laughs> it did for real. Yeah. Like, I, don't no, know why I believe. I believe you. <laughs> it's like with the ghost in the attic one. That one scared yeah. the shit out of me. Just when like I was the, a kid. That that whistle thing I did like that scared. I don't know why, but that's, that sounds scary. <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat> yeah, it was okay. It? it was all right. I mean, it was probably one of the better ones, I think. But it was okay. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Well, we had fun here today. We don't did. be offended. We do love the show. We're not racist or sexist. No, we are not. And we would personally like to thank our producers from Patreon because without you. This could be possible. And of course, we're talking about Jenny and Jim. We give them a special shout out because they're the ones that originally took a chance on us. And we are you know, forever grateful. And we do appreciate you guys. But we appreciate all of our Patreon subscribers. That's right. Um, and we, we like to give you guys shout out every once in a while. But today's not that day. So <laughs> no, that's fucked up. <laughs> no, we appreciate all our, our Patreon subscribers. And we thank all of you guys. It's, it's very humbling. Yeah. So we're going to hand out a little bit of homework assignments for you. Uh, last week, um, Jenny handed out the homework. She did. But this yeah, week, yeah. we're going to do it. Our little, our little uh, teacher's assistant. She just assistant. assigned that shit back to us. You see what she did there? <laughs> yeah. So, first one is go check out the website. It's yes. averybradypodcast.com. Do a rate and review on Apple Podcast, Podchaser, and CastBox. That's more valuable than you realize because, like we were saying, that puts us up on the charts and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Tell two friends about the show, and if you don't like it, you can call the Air Force. <laughs> oh, burn. Send an email to the show and tell us how you like or dislike the show at a very Brady email. No, it's not. <laughs> what am I talking about? A very Brady podcast at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group and join in on the conversations and all the fun at a very Brady Facebook group. If you would like to be a producer, check out the Patreon at www.patreon.com slash a very Brady podcast. Go look at our Instagram and see what Jimmy and I's mugs look like (laughs) at a very Brady podcast. Follow us on Facebook and get real time updates. Like if the show's going to be late, uh, if we're 
if somebody sees something funny, what have you? <laughs> yeah, lately we've been posting a lot of funny screenshots from episodes. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's right, because I pause it routine. You know, me and Tech both do when we write the synopsis. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just have, you, you, you know, win the lottery and you get a funny little pause. So, yeah. Yeah, I took one today um, that I'm probably going to post after this episode comes out. Also, check out the network at theretronetwork.com. Yes. Check out the T Public store for merch. Link is in the description of this episode. And, you know, all the kids now, I hate to say it, mm-hmm. but all the kids now are wearing the box like a boss shirt. Mm-hmm. Like, even at that Met Gala, like all the, all the celebrities talking about their outfits, there was a couple of them wearing the, <laughs> the box like a boss shirt. Mm-hmm. But, and you guys don't look like celebrities because you're not buying them. So mm-hmm. sorry. No, I'm I'm teasing. Go check them out if you want to see it. <laughs> it sounds like we're giving them. I don't want them to think I'm giving them a guilt trip. You know, me and Tech are. God damn it! You know what I mean. So celebrities <laughs> aren't wearing the shirts then. Well, no, I've overexplained it. And I was something <clears> dumb. Like <laughs> I wasn't trying to give a guilt trip. I was just trying to think of something funny, but it didn't come out. So. Never mind. Just continue. But most importantly, go out there and watch the Brady Bunch. Yes. <laughs> yes. And Jimmy's going to redeem himself by explaining what episode they should watch next. On the next episode, season five, episode 17, welcome aboard. Cousin Oliver. <clears throat> sorry, I threw up a in my throat. <clears throat> comes to live with the Brady's. <laughs> he immediately causes a series of accidents, which leads him to believe that he is a jinx. And he, you know, kills the show too, but whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's not like the, the show's canceled after this or anything. Oh, wait. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny because, like, you and I discussed this before, but mm-hmm. I swore because Oliver was in a lot more episodes than yep. this, but mm-hmm. apparently not. He's only, like, on very, like, what, four, five? I remember <laughs> as a kid, like, having anxiety that I was going to watch The Brady Bunch and that episode was going to have Cousin Oliver in it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I really hate his cousin Oliver. I remember thinking as a kid, like, he probably wets the bed. I bet he does. Like, I don't know why I thought that. It was kind of mean. I just remember, as a kid, I just remember always thinking he looks like a tiny John Denver. And that's all I, ever, it's all I could see. Maybe he, maybe that's why he causes so many accidents, because he's got that Rocky Mountain high. <laughs> well, thank God he's a country boy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, if you have anything, unless you have anything else. Nah, that's it. All right. Well, in that case, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers that we have out there. Indeed. So, uh, I have been Jimmy. And I have been Tack. And this has been a very pretty podcast. And we will see you on another sunshine day. Keep smoking. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. <laughs> this has been a presentation of the Retro Network.